All right, welcome to episode 13, the lucky number 13, or as we call it, the social 13. distancing episode. <laughs> I am sitting exactly six feet away from Ryan. Tape measures out. Yes, yes, as uh, we weren't measuring anything else, just the distance. And uh, making sure that we're being compliant with the state of California's requirements that technically this is a uh, this is an authorized event. Media is allowed to continue. That is correct. I and... We're keeping our distance. Yes. We're not touching anybody. Yep. That's we, all I got. Not touching my face either. No. Yeah. And then the uh, the other thing is, is like this week. I'm touching your face. Yeah. Is that a, okay? Well, I've got a beard. So I think technically once you make it past the fur, then I'm in trouble. I heard we were supposed to shave them. Nah, I'm not wearing the mask. It's fine. Oh, okay. Well, then there we go. So one of the biggest news besides the whole state of California kind of imposing this uh, stay at home policy was that Playboy magazine after 66 years, is discontinuing the print edition. They're done-done. Uh, they're done-done. Done. Well, I think they're still keeping the brand around. I think from a licensing standpoint, I still think Got that's it. that'll still be a thing. But, but not uh, even a digital magazine. Well, why? I mean, if you go on the internet to look at that kind of stuff, you've got a bunch of choices out there. I read the articles, man. I do, too. But well, used to. Used to, yeah, when yeah. I subscribed. But we have a very special guest on who's actually been featured in Playboy magazine, but not in the way you would expect. So let's welcome Miss. Well, b before what? we do, really right. quick, because this is the social distancing episode, well, we are in the middle of social distancing. I just want to let everybody know we have utilized technology yes. and we have them on the telephone. We're using Bluetooth. Bluetooth. I got Tooth. my Bluetooths. Yep. We use Bluetooth to uh, contact our very. Important, very, I guess, VIP guest, our yes. first VIP guest. Correct. Miss Brenda Pretty. Hi, Brenda. Hello. <laughs> hey, <it works. laughs> so you were featured, or I guess I don't want to say featured, but you were actually mentioned. If in, feature has an implication. Yeah, you weren't the centerfold, but you were actually no. named in print in Playboy magazine. I was. Um, I'm not sure how many times, at least once, maybe twice. How did that come to be? Well, that is going to sound so boring, you know, when you're talking about Playboy and, well, I guess, I don't know. Well, um, I guess for people that don't know, Brenda is very famous within the automotive industry for being a spy photographer. She really helped, I guess, kind of create that industry. Yeah, I would say that if, even if you've never been in the car industry, but if you've ever picked up an automotive magazine, you've seen her work, familiar with her work. You just may not know who it is. Right. And so Brenda is this photographer, of course, that I think the story was that you just happened to see a, a camouflage car that ended up being the Mustang and you ran home, grabbed your camera and snapped some photos. Is that the story? Exactly. And like running home wasn't that far. It was like less than a half a mile. Um, and, you know, I wasn't really like a car guy. And so I didn't even pay attention as to what car it was. I just knew that it was something that they didn't want somebody to see. So I figured I should make it sing. Right. And um, so, you know, and this is, and this is back in the era of film. So how many pictures did you, did you snap? Gosh, you know what? I didn't really shoot that many. Well, you know, it was um, in 1992 and the first, the first day I went by and that was like on a Saturday, um, you know, I probably just took five or six, and, and then went. Hmm? And were all five or six shots perfect, or? 
Oh, of course they were. Professional <laughs> photographer, <laughs> obviously. I don't know. <laughs> obviously. But, but then my, my then-husband came home, and we drove to the same place the next day, and they were there again. They were in, like, a Safeway parking lot having lunch. Oh, well, that must have been like their their turnaround spot or some some checkpoint for them to get out and get a meal or something. Oh, you know, I mean, what was really crazy is that we discovered that they actually drove around my neighborhood. I lived on like a I don't know two or three mile circular road with no stop signs. Ah, uh-huh. so they used that for testing, even though they couldn't go beyond like thirty five miles an hour. So, so that was one of their their testing routes. So you snap these photos. Do you rush out to get them developed right away, or do you just wait a couple of days when you finish the roll and go about your normal film? Yeah, did, did you have designs to sell these things right away, or was it just like, eh, something cool? Yeah, some random car I took pictures of kind of thing? You know, I didn't think, I mean, I didn't really think much of it, uh, but yeah, we did get them developed right away, and then um, we didn't know how it worked. You know, how do you sell photos yeah. and, and lights and stuff like that. Especially when you have to print them. Um, yeah. 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 Or develop and, them. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, like I said, I really wasn't a car guy and I was pretty quiet and reserved. So my husband called Automobile Magazine because at the time we thought it was the nicest monthly magazine that was on the market. And um, they said, oh, no, we're not really interested. You know, we have some. Oh. And John, John said, no, no, no. These are really good. And so, you know, back to old school technology, they gave us their FedEx number, and we sent them the pictures. Wow. And, um, yeah, and I didn't hear anything back. I mean, this was, like, July, and I called them probably September. And, you know, I had not done anything with these pictures, and print magazines weren't the quickest at publishing back then. Right. And, And they said, nobody called you? And I said, no. And they said, well... This is the cover photo for the month of November. Whoa! So you did you when you sent the pictures? Did you actually send the prints, or did you actually send the actual negatives? Gosh, I think I just sent the prints. Wow! So first, first so, time, yeah. first buy photo, cover shot. That's whatever. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so over the years, how many covers do you think you've had your images on? You know, I haven't had that many covers. Um, you know, magazines really, excuse me, really have cover photos, you know, fly photos. Um, but there were a few, you know, there were a few so-called bus books. And then there was Automotive News, which was a weekly, is a weekly right. uh, trade publication. And they often ran pictures on their front page. Um, and then there were the newspapers. And, and fly photos at times, you know, have been on the front pages of newspapers, especially... There was a manufacturing plant near the city. Oh, that's cool. That makes a lot yeah. of sense, actually, right? So, kind of that local flair to it. So, because the Mustang was your your first spy photo, do you sort of have a sweet spot for the Mustang, or are you a Chevy girl, or do you not care for the domestic muscle car wars? <laughs> or, uh, you know, I, I have a little model of the green Mustang that I photographed. Well, there you um, go. Nice little memento. But, and, yeah, someday, you know, I'll put camouflage on it. I haven't done that yet. Nice. Um, but, you know, I mean, I'm not really a, a muscle car person. Yeah. Um, I know you've got the you've got the classic eBay splurge purchase, your your Volvo P544. And oh, then, my, my pre-menopause purchase. Yeah, you've got that. And then you've got, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got a Subaru, correct? Uh-huh. I yeah. have a Subaru. 
Have you ever had like yeah. a, a domestic car, like a like a Ford or oh. a Chevy? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I can't. Yeah, see- you know. Well, my my first car, which is not a car I really wanted, but I was kind of forced into uh, when I was a kid, was a Plymouth Duster. Nice. I've and, never um, owned a domestic vehicle. That's weird, but it's also. Good. But Plymouth growing Duster up in, could be both. We could go either way. It could be kind of cool or totally terrible. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Yeah. Depending on the condition, I guess it is. Or, or which one. Or which one. Yeah. yeah. What era. Right. Well, yeah. what, what state did you grow up in? California? I, I'm born and raised in Southern California. So, I mean, down here, right. it's very common to see a lot of Japanese imports and, and European imports. So, my first vehicle was a Toyota pickup. It didn't even have a model. It was just the Toyota pickup truck. Uh-huh. You know, I had one of those not that long ago. I know you um, did. Yeah, I bought it when I was in the process of moving, and it was great for hauling everything. Yeah. And, you know, people kept on asking what model was it, and it's like, it's, it's literally a, a pickup. pickup. Yeah. <laughs> and the cool thing is, is like that purchase, you probably sold it for exactly what you paid for or close to break even. Like those things, oh, well, the, yeah. the residual I value. I sold it. Yeah, I sold it back to the person that I bought it from. Did you mark it up because it's now celebrity owned? Uh, yeah, I raised the price. Because <laughs> it had a full, f- full tank of gas, you had to raise the price. Like, I, I sold yeah, my... I asked... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, actually, I gave it to him with uh, a broken windshield, but, you know, <laughs> those things happen. Yeah, yeah. I sold my truck to my father for literally just, I think, two grand, just to have enough to get a down payment on a new vehicle. And that truck today mm-hmm. is probably worth eight still. And it's a 94. Wow. And it's got wow. a little over 200 some odd thousand miles on it. But he still has it? He still has it. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I sold, uh, I had an RX-7 that I sold twice. I was very proud of that. I, <laughs> I bought it. I sold it to a guy. He had to sell it. So I paid him half of what he paid me. And then I sold it again. Did you sell it back to him? <laughs> no, I didn't sell it to the awesome. same guy twice. I sold it to two different people, but I made some decent money on it. Nice. It's business, man. You know, you know I, I, I once had a 39 Plymouth that I owned twice. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Now, since your since your husband at the time, your ex husband was, I guess, a little bit more of a car guy. Did he have anything interesting in the collection? You know, he has something now that's really interesting, but it was actually ours. But he doesn't admit to it, which was kind of weird. The, the BRZ. You know I mean? Oh no, he actually got rid of the BRZ. Oh, what's he Good got now? It's not interesting. Well, well, he got rid of the BRZ for a boxer, but he didn't tell me about that because oh. he knew that I wanted a boxer really, really bad. Yeah, and so, like, in, I've known him for 40 years. He's never, ever talked about horses. And then one day, he ends up with a boxer. That's He's kind of an asshole now. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's what I, I was kind of pissed. And yeah. Was, uh, but, but, no, the car that, that we bought together that he says is always been his is um, a Devon C. Oh. It was California made by um, Bill Devon. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Very cool. Yeah, that's and the C cool. is uh, Corvair powered. We actually had Corvairs when we were married. Oh, um, his and, and hers. And the Devon C is Corvair. Does it hurt? Yeah. Did you each have a Corvair? Like you had one, he had one. Oh uh, no, no. Yeah. Um, he had at least one when we were married. Um, he actually restored one. He had it for forty years and uh, sold it. About well, I sold it. I don't know if he was ready to sell it. <laughs> you sold it for um, him. And we weren't. We, we weren't even married, okay? When you sold and, it? Yeah. Oof. I mean, it, it was like, it was during car week in Scottsdale, 
And without naming people, there were some celebrities in town that that were talking about Corvairs. And I said, well, I have one for sale if the price is right. And, um, yeah, John never thought he was going to sell it. And, um, Technically, I he didn't. Him. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he's happy because then he bought the BRZ and then he bought, bought the Foxster. Uh, yeah, so it all worked out. Devon. That's payback. Yeah, and he still has another, you know, he still has another Corvair race car of some sort. So if if you guys get a chance, Brenda Pretty is an awesome follow on Facebook. She's got two pages. She's got her spy photography page, which she captures or shares a lot of her uh, vintage, uh, I guess vintage, but her past spy photos. And that one's Brenda Pretty and Company Automotive Spy Photography. And that's just a more or less a a fan page. Um, But that's that's the Facebook page. Right. That's the Facebook page. And then you can. And and I'm saying. Oh, I'm just clarifying that because I had a domain, Brenda Pretty and Company, and then I let it go, and then somebody kind of like hijacked it and oh, it's some really weird stuff on there, thinking that I'll buy it back for mm. like a high price. Yeah. So, um, so give yeah, her a follow on Facebook for sure. Yes, and then uh, Brenda Pretty and Company. Yep, and then you're also pretty social, just on your own personal page as well. So if you well, wanna... I, get, I get controversial there a bit. Ah, if you if you want to know what it's like being single and dating in Arizona, Brenda's Brenda's your 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 spot. I never wanted to know, but I found out. Yes, which is not bad. Yeah, thing. I did. Well, I didn't want to know either, but yeah, well, I don't <laughs> yeah. think anybody it's wants. It's not to. really something you you plan for. So with this uh, coronavirus craziness, uh, what are you? doing to stay sane, I guess. I mean, because you guys, I mean, both you and Ryan are kind of work-from-home type of people, so is this a dramatic change for you, or is it just a little bit more of what you're used to? Um, you know, it's pretty dramatic. Um, you know, I'm somebody that, like, never cooked, first of all. Yeah. So that's a challenge. Um, and I'm somebody that likes going out. You know, I like going to the movies a few times a week if, if there's something good and, and whatever else. Yeah. So it's been pretty um, challenging. Actually, I, you know, I, the last time I went out anywhere was, really went out anywhere, it was a week ago. Um, and did, then, you know, I kind of toned down. Did you try to do grocery and, shopping uh, when you were out last week? I, You know, I just, I didn't do any last minute, put it that way. Okay, that's cool. So that, that's, know, I just, every time, no, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I've just been stocking up, you know. Yeah. Um, and I went, had dinner at a neighbor's house during the week. Um, and then my ex-husband, who, who is a good friend of mine, uh, came over and delivered the heavy things I bought nice. a couple weeks ago, like dog food and cat litter and cat food and all that stuff I didn't want to carry into my house. So but he just delivered that today. That's nice. But, um, that is the weird yeah. part, though. Like Even though, like I was telling Matt this earlier, like, even though you, you know, work from home and you're spend a lot of time at home and, you know, I... It's weird now because there's options that in the middle of the day, if I want to go to a coffee shop or I want to get out of here a little bit, those options are gone. And so that's what's made it super weird to me. Like I'm, I'm actually stuck in here to the point now where I'm bored and I yeah. don't mind my own company, but holy <laughs> crap, this is getting terrible. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Like for us, we haven't had a normal grocery shopping run yet. I mean, shelves are still empty depending right. on what you want. I mean, you can still come home with food. All of the organic stuff is available at my store if you need something. Pretty much, yeah. right. The organic stuff you can still find, but it, it's interesting. Like you go into certain departments and like 
Um, you know, any sort of sandwich bread is, is still out on the shelves. Like they might have a shipment, but by the time I get to the store, it's, it's wiped out. Right. Uh, some stores are now ship or shifting to limited occupancy. Like they'll count 50 people, let them in at a time, yeah. wait and, and doing that kind of stuff. But the one thing that, that we, we've been kind of relaxed about it in our family because the restaurants are still open and we have a bunch of locally owned restaurants that we like. Right. So we, we've been going out of our way to place larger to go orders. So we have leftovers. So like last night we ordered a, uh, a pound of brisket, a pound of tri-tip and a uh, half pound of mashed potatoes uh, from a, a local place that one of my buddies from high school owns. And we left a fat tip for the staff just to thank them for being open right. and for having a source of meat that wasn't, you know, crazily yeah. organically overpriced. Right, right. Um, and it was already cooked and seasoned and smoked and everything. So it was good to go. But that's, I think that's been the, the strangest thing. Cause yeah, you are, you, you normally don't think about where you're going or what you're doing just cause it's you know, more or less free will. But in the back of your mind, now you're like, all right, can't do that. Shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. This is kind of strange. Well, super weird thing. So I would never have thought of this, but I ran out of gallon size freezer bags. Ziploc bags. Yeah. Seems like oh, a normal no. thing. So I went, which is super weird, but I went to Target. There's none. Yeah. There's none, which I would never have thought there would be a shortage on Ziploc bags. That's but, just a thing that's always there. Yeah, but the stuff they're running out of, I mean, baby wipes. Uh, there's no hand uh-huh. sanitizer. There's no baby wipes. There's no paper products. There's no cleaning products. There's no hand soap. Yeah. The, yeah. the stuff that, that people are freaking out about and stockpiling has been interesting. I, I will say that it, it has been sweet seeing social media pictures of people trying to sell uh, hand sanitizer or diapers or toilet paper like at, at crazy prices. Right. And you're seeing them getting ticketed by the police for, for scalping in a time of emergency, which is kind of sweet justice. But in, in your market, yep. it, like, well, you haven't been out for about a week, I guess. So you haven't really noticed any differences <laughs> in the stores. That sounds so terrible but when you say that. You're, you're also in a, uh, a what, over 55 community, right? We, um, well, yeah, they let me in. I'm only 29, but yes, they let me live here. So um, I am in an over 55 community. Um, and, and because of that, you know, they talk a lot on, like, nextdoor.com, you know, all this gossip and rumors yeah. and stuff. So I hear about the grocery stores and stuff. Um, and yeah, it's been crazy. But the best thing is there's a neighborhood restaurant um, and they, you know, all the restaurants now are doing delivery or, or curbside delivery. This one is also delivering alcohol. Oh, nice. And yeah. They yeah. just, they lifted the, the, the no alcohol to go here in California yeah. as well. So you can order cocktails and things with your to go. It ha- They have to sell food, but you can get, cocktails which i hope yeah, they don't ever fun. i hope they don't ever take that away like i, I hope this is the new normal i'm out of beer oh you are Uh-oh. well oh. and i have water i have high life so All that's right. helpful yeah high life is water yeah yeah i'll stay hydrated yeah. but uh ooh, this could get rough so are you yeah, noticing well, I, I did i was gonna say i did order things online like you know i ordered i eat power bars like for breakfast or whatever and so like every day, Amazon has been delivering me a different package with a different flavor power bar. So are, I'm like, are you lingering by the? Fr- all set. Are you lingering by the front door, hoping for some human interaction with the UPS driver? You know, well, I could because normally today I just happen to be outside, actually in the garage playing with the car. But um, usually they just, you know. Yeah. Drop it, and ring the doorbell, and run. Yeah. 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 We, so, we, um, we've been looking at Amazon I, too. And when uh-huh. we looked on Monday to place an order for anything on Amazon, the soonest delivery was Saturday. 
This I tried to get something. Yeah. I was gonna wow. order of all things a salad spinner. Don't judge me. I don't care. Just deal with a it. A salad spinner. Yeah, a salad spinner. Okay, but the soonest I can get it is May because they're prioritizing <laughs> other things. And you know what? I'm not yeah. gonna wait till May for a salad spinner. I'll wash my salad like a normal human. Just put it in a pair of pantyhose <laughs> and spin it around your head. I could, but I don't have pantyhose. That'll take till May too. Well, that's true. I know. Oh, no. I know you would think I would have pantyhose, but I do not. <laughs> for the record. But, but I could not I, I really thought you still had some. No, no, no moss. No moss. Okay. So so before, <laughs> going back to the photo thing, what were you doing, like before you were doing the spy photo stuff, wh- were you working as a photographer and what kind of photographer were you doing before? Yeah, did, did you actually have a pretty crazy camera or was this just a consumer um, point and shoot? No, I, I actually had excellent cameras. Um, I was a photographer. Um, I did it part-time, kind of commercial and portraits, um, and then I had another part-time job. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I had my own little business, and I've always had, you know, cameras, and I've always had one with me. I'm you know why I didn't have one with me on that day? In 1992, is because the day before, I was in a pretty bad car accident, oh, and, the car, and the car was totaled. And I was actually coming back from the doctor when I spotted the Mustang. Um, so I didn't have a camera with me. So fortuitous um, car accident causes you yeah, to pivot. That, you know, I might not have gotten that photo otherwise. It's interesting. You never know. Yeah. She, she was hit um, by a Mustang. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, what was I hit by? I think I was hit by a Ford Bronco. Huh, there you go. It's like the same and, thing. And mm-hmm. I was driving like a, my husband's little commuter. He has like a one of those little boxy um, Plymouth Horizons. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I had two kids, you know, two babies in the back seat. Yeah, and, that's the hard part. Yeah. Was, yeah, being a mom and having that going on and trying to. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. For, fortunately, they were just fine. But the um, the back window literally caved in around the kids. Oh, geez. Oh, wow. But, you know, they were fine, not a scratch on them. Um, but, yeah, the window just kind of completely. So how long did it take? Top of them. After after that automobile magazine cover shot, how long did it take before you started going, hey, I could start taking these types of pictures on a more regular basis? Like, when did you transition you know, from your part-time <laughs> thing to making this more than part-time? Like, you know, what, what, a week or two after I shot the Mustang, um, they were testing the Ford Aspire. What an awful, awful name. Uh, <laughs> but they were testing the Ford Aspire fire in my neighborhood and nobody has seen that not a bit bit of camouflage right um and you know i thought you know i, I hate to like brag i thought the most amazing spy photo it was a, a fire driving past a lake and it was a panning shot you know perfectly in focus it was like a glamour shot um yeah it was like you know a commercial an ad um so you know i just because they were using my neighborhood, literally, yeah. um, I just kept on buying new cars. Um, and they were Fords, but they were both American Fords and European Fords. And um, for three years, they used my neighborhood. Did it take them three years and, to realize um, that you live there? You know, I don't know. The first time, let's see, what car was it? I, I saw a Thunderbird, too, um, and, and a van and all sorts of things. Um but, you know, I was kind of threatened by them at one point. You know, they demanded my film and this and that. Um, yeah, and I kind of laughed at and them. And some of that's got to be kind of strange, too, because you being a woman, part of it is just the 
male engineer or whatever, the driver, just kind of that. Being a tough guy? Yeah. yeah. That oh, kind yeah. of thing. Plus, okay, it's spy photography. Crap, I got caught with these cars out in public right. and I didn't cover them or whatever. So it's, you know, a little frantic on their part, but it's it's got to be interesting. Yeah, I have one picture. It must be, oh, it's Ford Mondeo guys. So that was, you know, European cars. Right. And they, they were not very kind and they did threaten me. Um, but I have one picture of them trying to cover their cars with newspaper. Um, and, awesome. and the cars have parked, and the cars have parked at my children's elementary school parking lot. Oh, yeah, completely in public. So, you yeah. take them out in public, that's it's on not, you. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like they can tell me, you know, go away, you can't be here, you're trespassing. Now, right. does, or did, or does Ford have some sort of facility in the area, or were they driving these cars out from somewhere else just for this specific testing? You know, I think there was some office near here that handled specific types of tests. Okay. Because um, I, I know some companies yeah. will outsource to like a third party, like engineering right. engineering firm to do some of these drive tests and stuff. So that maybe that could have been it. And yeah. Well, no, I think this is actually Ford. Okay. Um, years, you know, another term we caught one. What was it? Um, oh, gosh. I can't think of all the Ford models now. Uh, I think it was a two-door or something, but it wasn't a Thunderbird. Um, but they park all day at a uh, an art festival. Huh. They might have been checking I'm out terrified. the art festival. Yeah. And, and, and it was one of their engineers, because years later, you know, he got in touch with me. Um, but it was just the funniest thing. I didn't see it at the art festival, but some guy was there with his family, saw it when he parked, went to the festival. When he left, it was still there. So he went to a drugstore and bought um, a disposable camera. Oh, nice! <laughs> and and saw some pictures, and it was on the cover of it was on the front page of, of Automotive News. Two oh, of his pictures. Oh wow! The, um, the, the engineer know, really needed those embroidered towels. Yeah. Oh, you know the guy. Yeah, he he really. He's got a Thomas Kincaid fan. Doilies. Yeah, doilies. <laughs> Yeah, so you never know. But when I said somebody else thought it, I had people that would speak for me, and then right. I would distribute the photos around the world. That's pretty cool. What is that for? It's some reason I can't think of it, and it's, now it's going to drive me crazy. You'll think of it as soon um, as we hang up. <laughs> oh, I know. So do you think that, yeah. though, like having Go that – what's that? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, do you think having kind of that portrait experience and a little bit of a different type of photography contributed to the technique, made it made it better, so you're, you're having these better quality photos than, like, I don't know what I would take? Because the guy with the disposable me, camera? I'll take a spy photo, but it's going to be garbage. Well, I think that's my background in photography. Um, I also had a, in college, I was a criminal justice major before I went into uh, photography, and I learned a lot whether it's the law or surveillance and huh. I hate to use the word stalking because I actually have a stalker at the moment. Oh, uh, nice. But I, I learned a lot about how to do those things. Um, so I think it's just kind of all someone's place. Yeah. You're sort of set up for this. So, yeah, you know, and I, and I knew what I could and couldn't do, you know, what was legal and what was, you know, right. Ethically right. So, uh, ethics, ethics. So from 92, <laughs> when you started doing your spy photography, how much longer after that before your name appeared in Playboy? Um, April 93. Oh, wow. Oh, just all the hits yeah, coming right yeah. away. Yeah. No, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, once, well, actually, Automobile caused a lot of um, excitement when, when it 
when Automobile came out, my phone didn't stop ringing from publications all around the globe because they thought that I was doing this full time. And they would give me lists of cars that they wanted. It's like a shopping And then their list. contact information. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Crazy. That's really cool. Were you able um, to actually but, cross any cars off that list? I was. And, you know, I thought that it was kind of crazy when all these people would call. But, you know, I wrote everything down. And, um, yeah, you just never... You never know um, now, because they do test cars from all over the world, right? You know, out here. Yeah, because so, Phoenix is typically what hot, high temperature testing, it, more or less. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then we, there, you know, every different region has different places for testing. But I would also spend my summers after that in Death Valley. Yes, I was going to bring these, you know, these are my favorite stories. Yeah. Yes, your Death Valley stories because some of the properties you stayed at were in questionable areas. Yeah. I think yes, they were. <laughs> now, the one was was it next to a brothel or at a brothel? I heard that it was in the brothel. Yeah, I, that's the way I, I heard. I actually, I actually tried to rent an apartment in a brothel because you know that there was a new brothel that went up and they built some really nice accommodations for the ladies that worked there. And so I contacted them and I thought it would be great because you know they had electric. You know I wouldn't have to pay the electric or internet or whatever. And they said, no, it's only for the ladies. And then they offered me a job. I was going to say, I guarantee you, (laughs) they would have let you stay, but there's stipulations. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, pretty much, um, you know, a few blocks from a brothel, I would often sit in the parking lot of brothels just to get the internet. Because I didn't always have internet. That's funny. (laughs) That's pretty funny. I, I wouldn't think that, uh, that Wi-Fi would be a selling point of a brothel, but I guess for this, those... This that, Hyundai Spy photo brought to you by the Bunny Ranch. Yeah. Yes. You know, and by the way, brothels, they must be essential because the last time I looked, they're still open in Nevada. You know, the main hotels are closed. The casinos are closed. Oh. And yeah, social distancing the website, thing. Yeah, the brothels, last time I looked, they're still open. I didn't phone them and ask because I just wasn't comfortable doing that. <laughs> but I did go to their website, and um, from what I can see, every brothel that, you know, I like how this is, just, this is how Brenda open. works. Yeah. I wonder if the brothels are open. Let me go <laughs> do it. Let me find out. I, I want to know. I mean, I don't want it. I want social distancing at the brothel. How's that working? I don't even know. You I think discount? you're you're in the yeah. other room. You're in the other It's all done via video chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know that sl- slot machines weird. throughout the entire state are off. So, like, you go to a gas station. Because yeah. in Vegas, like, right. the gas stations, the supermarkets have slot machines. Those are all shut down, too. Well, I saw the picture of the strip at night. All Not the lights even, off. Yeah. It's weird. Just I've seen I've seen a couple pictures of the strip, like, no. during the day, and it's just Nobody ghost knows. town. Yeah. Which is Meanwhile, around crazy. here, nobody's outside social distancing. They've, they're having... Parties right and left. There's a bunch of people all over the place. Like last night, there was a huge mariachi party, which normally I'd be down and I would just walk over and say hello. But yeah, social distancing, man. Get back inside. Yeah, that 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 is, I think, the hard part. And, and you're seeing reports about trying to figure out why people aren't heating it. And some of it's like, well, I'm young, and so therefore I'm more or less immune to it. Or then the other mindset mm-hmm. is, well, Eighty percent of us are going to get it anyways. It's a matter, you know, it's going to happen sooner or later. So who cares? Yeah, but if eighty percent of us get uh-huh. it at the same time, right? That, that it's all about slowing the curve. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's been interesting hanging out in the house all week doing work. But I, I do have to say, uh, my kid has been awesome through this. 
Like he's been totally fine with me doing conference calls inside the house. My wife is doing conference calls in the garage so she can isolate herself from all the right. background noise. And he's been keeping to himself I and mean, he's been doing classwork. His whole uh, school set up a uh, Google classroom. So they have a website and they have uh, lap- okay. they have laptops in the classroom. So for kids that don't have computers at home, they're providing them that same laptop with a Wi-Fi hotspot. But my son's on his iPad doing his homework and there's classroom chats and stuff. So he's he's getting by. Have you broke the news? Yeah, that that's awesome. Probably be out of school till May. It actually, they're saying in the state of California, it's possible that the school year is more or less done. Like they might do the distance. Yeah, they might be doing the distance learning like online, but in terms of seeing your classmates, you're not going to see them until next fall, kind of thing in person. Mm-hmm. What What are the parents going to do? That's the thing I don't understand. Is yeah, because yeah. at some point parents will be going back to work. So how do you? I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll just I'll send Grayson to to Brenda and have him boarded there, and <laughs> she can show him That's how to use a fine. camera. I, I'm trying to think. I think he can stay here for ninety oh. days. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I forgot. Yeah, they have age restrictions. They don't yeah. let young people live. <laughs> just put it. We'll paint his hair yeah. gray and just you know he shrunk. We'll get him a walker. Well, you know. Yeah. The, the strange thing is, like, if if I married like a twenty year old guy, that's fine. As long as, you know, one person here is uh, oh. over 55. <laughs> so you've adjusted your, your dating swiping apps age accordingly? <laughs> 25 no, and I up. Think, uh, I, I think that's way, way too young for me. What's the youngest 31 guy, and up. <laughs> what's the youngest guy you've matched with so far on those on your dating adventures? Um, I'm sorry, what was your question? <laughs> what was the youngest guy you've managed to match up with on those oh. dating apps? You know, I've never dated, I've never gone out with anyone more than like a year younger than me. Okay. Um, so but, 28? You know, I told, yeah, yeah. I, I was, before I moved into this house, I was so stuck in my last house and some guy came and wanted, you know, he bought either, I don't know, a set of drums or a bicycle or something. And then he asked me out oh. and he was like younger than my daughter. Oh man. I can and, call myself you know, Brenda's sugar daddy because I brought her a bunch of Japanese Kit Kats. Oh my gosh! Yes, you can. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll take that title. I, mm-hmm. that, that's funny. <laughs> yep. No, that's that's a little too young for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't blame you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll let you go. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday social distancing while I uh, stare at at Ryan from six feet away. But thank you so much. You actually let him come over? Well, yeah. Well, the studio's in my house, so we've we've got the tape measure. We are away from each other. We've rearranged where, you know. Usually we sit straight across from each other at a rectangular table. Now we're at opposite corners. It's so that we can stare at each other lovingly. But yes. now yes. it's kind of lonely. And we're and we're treating the uh, the pop filter as a uh, respirator. Right. So we should be okay. So okay. thank you well, so much. Yeah, awesome. thank you. Okay, well, call again. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you later, Brenda. All right, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. So that that's, was fun. That's pretty crazy. Just thinking about it. Hey, I'm just going to run this errand. What's that? Oh, let me go home and get my camera. Like that yeah, whole idea. it's baffling to me that like that one thing led to something else. And I think what's what's kind of interesting, I guess, from living and growing up in Southern California, she happened to figure out a way. I mean, she's not Southern California, but she figured out a way to make taking pictures of these cars 
a profitable business. Yeah. And these are cars that we grew up seeing all the time. And I would never have thought I should take a picture of this and send it to an automotive magazine. Yeah. And nowadays, I mean, I, I'll see cars camouflage on the time. highway and stuff. And I'll snap a picture. But then, like, who do I send it to? Yeah, nobody cares. Right. So you put it up on social media and then maybe somebody sees it. But, right. yeah, it's, it's such a strange thing to think about how that's really turned. At the time, that was a industry. I mean, yeah. there, there were photographers in Michigan and other states that specialized in nothing but spy photography, much right. like Brenda did. Right. And that's kind of a cool gig. You're like, what do you do for a living? I'm a spy photographer. It's pretty rad. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I mean, I've seen a couple of them and I've shot pictures to friends that are, you know, like Ed or whoever, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'll send I'll send them a picture, but I don't expect anything out of it. Now it's just a, there's so many people, cell phones are predominant. Right. Everybody's got everywhere. a phone on them. So, yeah, it, it's, <clears throat> right. not, it's not to the same ex- point of discovery as it was back in the 90s where not everybody had those things laying around. But, yeah, just... For, the, the whole process is just amazing. The idea of her just putting some prints in an envelope and mailing them to Automobile Magazine and then having a print turn into the cover. Well, when you think about, too, not only that, so that, that all worked out, but if there's somebody listening to this that's picked up a car magazine, you've seen a picture she's taken regardless of where you are in the world. Yeah. You, some, yeah think, it, think about that. Yeah. Her work has been seen by millions of people that have no idea who she is. Right. But are familiar with the car. Right. Yeah. That's, it's kind of nutty just to, just to have that level of kind of anonymity, but at the same time. But not. But not. Like right. All the nerdy guys know who she is. Right. All the car. If you're into cars, if you're into the automotive industry right. and you subscribe to any of those enthusiast publications or websites, you know Brenda Pretty. You know the name. Right. And it's just. The, the strangest thing. And like, I, I befriended her on social media. And then I, uh, because I was going to Japan, she meant, she mentioned, she's like, Oh, could you bring back some Kit Kats? I'm like, sure. Yeah. So I bought her a bunch of different, uh, Japanese flavored Kit Kats and, and met her up at the SEMA show. Um, I used to do, uh, automotive talk radio. So I did car and driver radio. Yeah. And so when she was doing her very first, uh, she was doing guided tours to Cuba. Yeah, so she's still doing that. She still does it. Yeah, yeah. She has one coming up, and man, I wish I could go. Yeah. I really do, but there's the, just, there's no way to make it work, especially right. not with the COVID-19s. Right. And in the Trump administration, it has made things a little bit tougher, mm. but she would she would organize these kind of humanit- humanitarian cultural exchange trips where they would go down and check out the automotive culture in Cuba, right. because in Cuba, basically, the automotive landscape is locked into like the late 50s, early 60s. Yeah, cars, no imports. No for, imports forever. So a lot of old domestic iron that they have been able to keep on the road for fifty plus years. Have you ever seen any of those documentaries about? I mean, they're making every single part by hand, right? Out of random shit too. Yeah, and it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's and, so cool. I mean, you and some of these cars you can hire as as cabs, and so they'll chauffeur you around in these mid fifties tri five Chevys and just these beautiful cars. But when you look closely at them, they are not beautiful. Right. Yeah. But it's still a phenomenal culture, especially from the automotive automotive standpoint. So Brenda will, will lead tours. I want to say something like 10, 15 uh, people at a time. Yeah. It's not many. And, and honestly, it's not really even, I wouldn't say it's insanely expensive. No, It was relatively affordable. Unfortunately, you know, timing and the COVID-19, but I, I think it'd be a blast. I've always wanted to go to Cuba and right. to be able to experience some of that. There was a, a grand tour, right, that they went to Cuba yeah. episode. And it was so cool to see all of those cars and those people are so proud of them. And just seeing her, the pictures that she posts. And so a lot of the stuff yeah. now these days is she kind of has branched out beyond just the the automotive photography and has kind of gotten more into 
I guess humanitarian. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when she goes into Cuba, you, you're seeing people uh, in their in their lifestyle their life, right. and just you know dogs on the street or whatever. But just these these snapshots of just everyday life. Well, it's much more kind of street photography, kind of day in the life sort right. of right. And it's really really cool. And and with those groups, she'll actually ask her the the people joining her the the attendees on these tours to pack things that could be used by the Cuban automotive culture down there. So like pack uh, relays, right. light bulbs, right. you know, small things that'll fit in your suitcase, but are hard to come by down there that'll have a great impact to a large number of automotive enthusiasts down there. So I think it's it's an awesome thing that she's been able to do. And I know she's she's dabbled in uh, gallery exhibitions. Like she's entered her work uh, into different gallery contests cool. and stuff, both her, her street art and her right. automotive art. And so it, it's... Kinda a lot of cool. the, the stuff she does, or the stuff that, I don't know, maybe she's just doing screw around, but whatever. But I, what I really like is a lot of the like the junkyard photography sort of that she does too, right? Where there's really cool pictures of just random cars she finds places or things that she's, you know, a car abandoned on the side of the road. Like the, but there's close-ups of different details. I like the hyper detail, and, right. Yeah, exactly. It's that just, stuff is super cool. It's a hood ornament. It's a it's a door hinge. It's yeah. an emblem. But it's you have the patina, you have you know the, the polish and chrome of like a, a, a restored vehicle, right? And you're trying to figure out what the car is. And sometimes she'll post as quizzes, like what yeah. is this? And the last time I saw her was actually earlier, not this year. I guess it was was it this year or last year? The uh, art center, I think it was last year. The that art center show, yeah. yeah. And so she was there with her ex husband John, uh, walking the show. And uh, Grace and I bumped into her and we chatted with them for a little bit. Um, and she was doing the same thing. And so she was taking snapshots of the cars and stuff. And so it's to be able to turn a hobby into a career of sorts and, you know, and still be able to then transition out of it into an back into the hobby itself. Right. It's gotta be pretty pretty awesome. I mean, I, I play with cars. I get paid to play with cars. Yes. And sometimes it's, it's more work than it is hobby, but it's still fun. It's, it's still the chance to, get my hands dirty and play with something, but then also have a, a tangible result of my work. Well, it's that saying, what do they say? If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, which is BS, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be work no matter what. But to be able to, you know, I was talking to somebody about this not too long ago, too. I said, if you think about, we were just a bunch of kids that really liked cars. Yeah. And we've all, a large group of my friends, we've all been able to make this a pretty damn good career. Yeah. I mean, to get paid to either play with cars or, you know, have a tangible impact on something else or what somebody else is going to play with. I mean, it's, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah. For me, that's, I think the most enjoyable part is that, that tangible impact. Instead of right. saying, what'd you do today? Well, I, I noodled around in a spreadsheet for six hours. Right. Instead, I say, I worked on this. And then, you know, a year two, three years later, when it's actually out in the real thing, I say, oh, I did that. Right. You know, this exists because of something I did. Right. Is that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had stuff, same thing. I'm not going to get into it, but yeah. there's stuff that, you know, we've both had hands. It's amazing. Yeah. Like even, I don't know. And, and it, I, it's it's a thing where you sit back, there's days where, yeah, it's hard and there's difficult times, but you sit back and you go, man, I really am fortunate. Yeah. And when you realize, I, mean, I think it's hard to for some to realize the fact that, yeah, these are big automotive companies, but the fact that us as individuals can still have an impact on something that goes on right. within these huge companies and these huge organizations is kind of a little bit of a pride point. You're like, Hey, you know, I was able to, to overcome and, and persuade the powers that be that this was a must have thing, or it should be like this, or this widget needed to be here. It's kind of cool. Rather than saying, uh, 
you know, I formatted pivot tables and I was able to show, you know, this <laughs> right. chart. Well, for me as a kid that, you know, realistically, not realistically, but a hundred percent, like I didn't finish college. Yeah. You know, I, I, it just wasn't for me. So for me to be able to have done the things I've done in this industry and to have the impact that I've had has been pretty, pretty impressive to me. Um, and it's a point of pride. I mean, it's, I've gotten to do really cool shit yeah. that people around the world have seen, yeah, but don't know it. Right. And I'm okay with that. Well, it's, yeah, it's kind of the, the, the pretty effect. It's the fact that they interacted with something that you did, right. appreciated it, but had no idea that it was you that, you right. know, that they appreciated your work. Right. So that, that is pretty cool. It's way rad. So let's really quick, I pivot. All right, I let's guess. pivot. Where are we so going? So we haven't talked about something in a while, and I want to talk about it. All right, what it's not talking? Lego. Calm down. Yeah, we we talk about that all the time. Yeah. I, if, in case you thought I was being sarcastic, uh, two things though. So uh, because of this whole coronavirus thing, I think uh, you know we know that there's um, I don't know a lot of boredom out there, right? Yeah. So I think we're gonna try and release these a little more often, potentially. If we can, if yeah. we can, um, I know we're gonna try and do a couple of them. Have them, have them ready. We've got one that'll that's uh, ready to go. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's gonna be totally consistent, but we know there's some boredom, so we we kind of want to keep people entertained. We've heard some good feedback. Uh, Weirdly, from this stuff. <laughs> People I, like us? Yeah, I was expecting a lot of please stop, but we got some please continues. Um, and, and the other thing is, so do you remember shark watches? Yeah. Freestyle. Yeah, yeah. And sharking them when you push yeah. all the buttons on them. Exactly what I was thinking about, which is so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, how did I, that come up? Uh, so I was on the internets last night, uh -huh. uh, as I sometimes do. I browse them because I'm bored out of my freaking mind. Uh, but so anyways, I was on the internet and I got an ad for freestyle watches. I don't know why. I have no clue why that came up, but I thought, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder if they make a band for an Apple watch. Do they? And they do. And so they have the, it's the Velcro clasp, right? Yeah. It's the, they have both. They have the leash style like they, yeah, they had yeah, yeah. and they have the, the clip style, the clasp style. So I ordered one of each. I'm super excited because they look I mean, they're the exact same. They have the logo on them. They've got the little... Oh, dude, I'm so pumped. That's awesome. I always wanted a shark watch as a kid. Yeah. Never had one. I, I got one. I had Casio. Yep. I had, you know, the, the LCD basic Casio watches. I had the, the calculator watch, um, but never had a freestyle. But I remember the thing on the on the playground was to walk up to somebody's phone or shark phone. their watch. Yeah. Walk yeah. up to the watch and push all the buttons yep. and it'd reset it to yep. 12 o'clock and they'd be all pissed. Which is a dumb feature. But it's a feature that was there. I don't think it was a feature. I think it's it just a, a bug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I remember that. Hey, man, don't shark my watch. Yeah, remember like games you played on the playground? Like you ever played Bloody Knuckles or yeah. Hot Hands? Yeah, yeah. played Bloody Knuckles the other day. Yeah, you're literally just smashing your yep. fist into the top of somebody else's fist repeatedly. You heard that right. Played Bloody Knuckles the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Were you sober? Yeah. I had, well, so this was before the coronavirus lockdown. We had, my family came over for dinner. They were all here. Uh, well, my sisters and their families. And one, one sister brought it up and we jokingly played for a minute. So I, I taught Grayson hot hands and we, we yeah, would play that. Yeah, that's the slappy one. That's a slappy one, yeah. right? Not the, not Which the, is a good, that's fun. Yeah, it's less painful for a little kid to, well, you know. I mean, depends. The slaps can get hard, right. but you're not pounding your knuckles yeah, in the fair. top of you're your You're not going to break his hand. Right. 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 But we'll, we'll wait till junior high before that happens. <laughs> but so I did have a, a freestyle watch. I had one. Now I wish I, I knew what happened to it. Now, what color did you go for? Did you go for something like a like a teal with the so, black? So they have the classic 
pink, teal, yellow. Okay. I got one of those. Rad. For the for the Apple Watch. Okay. Yeah. So I've got that one, and then I've got just I think a black one. Coming. Now, do you think it's still the same brand, or do you think it's one of those things where somebody just licensed it? I hope it's it? the same. It probably is not. I'm I'm guessing they went out of business, or they're owned by Swatch now, like everything else. But as long as the kind of quality is the same, I mean, it was fifteen bucks. Oh yeah. So I mean, you can't really complain too much. No, not the end of the world. But man, I I'm so, I was just so excited to find it. Like I have a. Um, Oh man, I'll, I'll remember the model later when it's too late. But I have a G-Shock that has been dynamite. I've had it forever. It's survived car accidents and well, racing accidents and things. Um, just had the crap kicked out of it. I loved so much. I ended up getting the um, uh, what do you call that? The cell or the solar version? Of okay, that, yeah. Right. So there's a lot of stuff that yeah, I would. I wish I had my freestyles. Really, so comes down you to were that. talking about your your freestyle watch straps. Remember a couple episodes ago, I talked about trying to source a vintage Seiko from my my yes. birth year. Did you so, find one? So well, I went with a a, a guy uh, on Instagram. Oh, that's right. So you you had the broker guy, we'll call him. Right, right. Yep. So DC, okay. DC vintage watches. He yep. was based in DC. He's now based in SoCal. Uh, he's on Instagram as I think DC vintage watches, and uh, basically for a hundred bucks. You give them, it's basically a source deposit. You give them a hundred bucks and you tell them what you're looking for, like what kind of Seiko right. watch you want. And so mine was pretty broad. Like I wasn't looking for a specific one. I just wanted something kind of uh, bold, colorful, and made in 1979. Bold and, and colorful in the Seiko well, world. kind of like a era, period correct, kind of flashy okay. watch for the time. I didn't want like a a kind of conservative like dress watch. So you're looking for gold. With a stretchy band. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with diamonds all over it. I ended up, uh, he's just sent me an email. Hi, Matt. We sourced you the 1979 Seiko 6138 Bullhead. So the Bullhead Ooh. is, if you look at the watch, where the strap is, yep. all of the the crown and the buttons are at the top. So when you look at the watch face, it looks like a Bullhead because right. you have kind of buttons where the horns would be. And so it's a red and brown Watch. So the watch is brown face with red accents. Okay. Um, he hasn't sent pictures yet, but I was going to say, let's see some pictures. Of this I know. Boy. I'm, I'm super. What? Why? If he sourced it, why wouldn't he just send you pictures? That's a tease. Because he, he basically says it needs minor work to its stem and we're waiting on parts from Japan. So oh. maybe I think he's waiting to have it fully Together. assembled. Right. To set it. Yeah. Speaking of uh, needs minor parts, I have a marathon, which is potentially one of my favorite watches I own. So I have a Marathon SAR, if you're not familiar with these. They're a Canadian uh, search and rescue, originally for military use. In fact, it's a government contract watch, and it's one of their big claims to fame is that they've got tritium at all of the points on the dial, so, so you can see it. Yeah. yeah. So they are notorious for the stem stripping. The crowns, it's a screw and crown, and they strip. Right. And it's like 50 bucks to get fixed. That's not terrible. And I've never sent it in. I just need to send it in because I don't, the, I don't wear it the, anymore. That's the hurdle, just sending it in. Right. And there's one guy in the U.S. that services him. That's crazy. Which is kind of stupid. Well, but I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's not like Marathon was a brand that was sold everywhere in the mall or whatever. So well, no. But I do like when I see them in the wild. I've only seen like three of them. And the you know people that have them, you're like, holy crap, that's a, a Marathon. And they're like, yep, yep, sure is. Yeah, watches are kind of like, for me, it's like <clears throat> cars. Right. Like for whatever reason, like if it's, I, I know there's a ton of cars out there, and maybe I'm looking to buy a new car. Once I go, oh, maybe this car will be cool, then all of a sudden you see everybody drives one and everybody has it. And it's kind of the same thing with the watches. Like, you don't, you may not notice somebody has it, 
Right. Until you get one and you go, oh, crap, everybody's got this watch. Or you realize, like in your case with the marathon, how many people you've been able to spot in the wild with right. that same watch. Well, there's, like well, you know, like I said, hardly any. But uh, so the other thing you're speaking of, of old vintage watches, though, um, I have in box like OG Casio, the little, uh, man, I can't think of the model number. The 6900? Like the, the super no. basics. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've got a few of those. I've got some totally random, not even that nice. Yeah, this is this is the uh, all-steel version of that OG classic right. Casio watch. Um, and I got this for Father's Day last year. Is that the, is that the, uh, the... I think it's like the, the 5900? The one with the, the solar and the update with yes. the yeah, Bluetooth. Why can't stuff. I think of the, what, not Bluetooth, where it's got the satellites Oh, the Atomic. There you go. Yeah, no, but this also does have Bluetooth connectivity. For what? Uh, it automatically pairs with my phone. But why? Because um, it, it's, uh, basically it's it's doing the Atomic timing without Atomic. Oh, okay. It's not so, a, a pedometer? No, no, no. No, I don't need it to find pedophiles. Sorry, a pedometer? No. Uh, they do have some of those, but right. I, I already wear a fitness tracker on my right arm. Yep. Because I don't like the way the the I'm, like the Apple Watch for many people is super functional. I don't care for the way it looks. I didn't. So I had a I had a original like a Gen Zero or a Series Zero, whatever they call them. Now. Yeah, the so first one, the very first one. I had one. I wore it for six months. Never wore it again. Um, there were just problems with it since the Series Five came out, and it's got it's always on. Yeah, it's been my go to daily watch. Uh, and now I really, I've kind of only worn my, uh, my Speedmaster for riding a motorcycle and when I go places that I just don't need to watch. Yeah. Or I don't want the functionality. But the, they've done a really good job with that. Always on has been really helpful and I do use it a lot. The way I mean, my watch collection is now, I, I think I've got about 15 watches. Yeah. And so it's basically, I get to wear them two or three times a month. Right. You know, sometimes I'll try to coordinate with my outfit or something or just be super obnoxious with it. you're better at it and you rotate through them. I don't even bother anymore. <laughs> you just stick with one and wear it out. I got then... this and I, like it's this and the, the Speedmaster. I mean, the Speedmaster be what is pretty much the everyday knock around for me. I've got I'm... a, what they call a gentleman's dresser at home. And so it's got two cabinet doors. You open the doors and it's got three drawers inside. Right. And so we bought it. Uh, it's a mid-century modern piece. So it's built in the late 50s, That's early cool. 60s. Vintage, way cool. Uh, we lined the drawers with um, foam core wrapped in suede. And then I have uh, Wolf makes these the watch pillows. trays. Yeah. yeah, they have little pillows right. and they, little dividers. And so I have two. One is all Casio. And then one is all Nixon. And then my uh, Omega is sometimes in the winder or sometimes just hanging out. Um, and so it's it's been easy, at least for for me, from an organization standpoint, because I see them. Every time I open the door to grab a watch, right. they're right there. So it, it kind of makes me feel fancy pants, even though most of these watches are 200 bucks or less. I have a nice wood wood watch box that holds 20 watches, yeah. and the, but it sits in a place I don't really ever look at. Right. And then I, yeah, I mean, and it's, and it's actually... I have more watches than fit in the dang thing. And they're, they're just kind of piled in there and in some, like some of them are laid out. Some of them aren't even in so the So what box. do you find yourself using your Apple watch? Like when you interact with it, are you looking at it just to I, see who's messaging you or are you using it for other things? I have pretty limited notifications that go to it. So anything that like would be important that I want to know about. Like your, I, your starred email recipients. Yeah, that kind of centers. stuff. I use it for, uh, it's good for like tracking project stuff for me. It's good for knowing my calendar. I like not having to necessarily pull my phone out of my pocket. Yeah. 
Um, Do you obsess about closing the rings, like your the no, fitness rings? Like, no. In fact, I look at it and it's embarrassing most of the time. I'm like, well, that's that's not. Good. Does it nag you? Like, get up, it, get moving. It does. It does do the stand, like stand up and things like that. And that that's fine. It doesn't bother me too much. Um, but no, I mean, I I'm primarily using it for organization and being able to to do that. I control my Spotify and things like that through it. So it's mostly that stuff. And then yeah. I'll use it to track like outdoor workouts and stuff, which I've. Oh, that's kind of cool. Not been doing enough of. That's, I think for I did me, go, I did go for a jog the other day. I did a jog today. So basically because of the, uh, governor Newsom's, uh, stance in California, gyms are not right. essential clearly. Right. And all sorts of entertainment. So movie theaters, bowling alleys, bars. And so the hardest thing for me was the gym because I'm not one that's really good at working out on my own accord. Right. Cause I'll be like, ah, there's something else better to do. Right. But the only way I've been able to, to successfully attend gym classes is the fact that I know it's at a regular schedule. I've got to be there and I work out in the morning. So I go to the gym at five 30 in the morning. So I know there's not a morning person. I'm not either. But knowing that at five 30 I'm there and there's 10 people, 15 people doing the workout. It's, I don't have to figure out what the workout is. The coach says, this is what you guys are doing today. And so it takes all of the thought out of it for me. And so it's super easy to do. And my, my gym has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They, they're now doing um, at-home uh, workouts. So they're suggesting, hey, uh, do deadlifts with your vacuum right. or with a backpack loaded with, with gear right. and do kettlebell swings with them or whatever. So the workouts are great. Problem is, is like even though I have like a 1,700-square-foot house, I don't have room. Like the actual like we also don't have anybody standing there making you do it. Right. But right. I don't have like eight to ten square feet of open space. Right, 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 right. Right. And so yeah, I've got a garage, but my wife has taken that over for her work. And so like I, I feel and it's a garage. So I got a right. toolbox, workbench and stuff. So I, I might have enough space, but it's that's her space right now during this work from home period. Right, right. So I've been trying to do the workouts outside. Except for whatever reason, it's uncharacteristically wet in Southern California. <laughs> so, been. yeah. So today was a nice sunny day. So I live uh, in a community with a man-made lake, and so we members from the gym just happen to meet up uh, coincidentally and do uh, identical workouts. So basically, it was you would run for five minutes. Yeah, Once you up. hit the five minutes, you would do fifty push-ups, fifty air squats then run for another five minutes. And you kept repeating that pattern for uh, 30 minutes. Right. And then you were done. So in that span, I ran a little over three miles and did all those push-ups and squats. And so that was nice. It was, you know, a nice chance to actually get out and do something and get sweaty. Because the other thing I'm realizing about this whole work from home situation is my home office, which isn't an office, sucks ergonomically. I'm working at the dining table. Oh, yeah. Right. And so the dining table is great to look at. The seats are comfortable for dining, dining purposes. Right. But working at it is terrible because I realized my my table height is a little too high in proportion to the seat. The seat lacks lumbar support because it's right. all cushy padded bottom and back. And so my back is really starting to bug. You need to stack some books and do your own standing desk. Yeah. But I don't want to invest in my own. No, no, no. Get books you have now. Yeah, yeah. Stack them up. And then just do and it. Just, yeah. Yeah. And do it that way. Yeah. Or some boxes. I, I, that probably would be a better use. I work at my dining room table most of the time. 
However, I have found lately more often I'll end up on the couch and I can put a pillow on my lap and it's actually more comfortable ergonomically yeah. for my wrists right, right, than right. The, the dining room and table. That's, and that's what I think I'm having the problem with is is the the you want your arms, your your forearms when they're resting on the tabletop to be basically close to parallel. Yeah. And I'm I'm not. Right. And and so it's and because the table is round, I'm getting nice little groove marks in my forearms as I'm typing mm. on the laptop. And so I, I think that is actually a pretty good idea is just grab some cardboard boxes, stack them. And yeah, just or stand books up. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, stack them all up. I mean, that's, it's... I've got enough Lego boxes I think I might yeah, be able to... Yeah. Or it'll justify some Lego purchases oh, to oh. then get the height that I they need. They do have double points right now for your VIP account. Yes. Yeah. Through yeah. the end of the month, I think. Something like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw the uh, the Lego email. Yeah, they've email. closed all their stores. and Yeah, crazy. But they're paying their employees, which, which is great. Pretty badass. But I mean, think, so Disneyland's closed. They're closed. Knots. 24-hour fitness. 24, like, all of this stuff that's, quote-unquote, non-essential, but quite frankly, entertaining. Yeah. Is gone. And that's what's been weird. It's like, oh, I just want to pop over to, let's just say the Lego store. Like, I want to go to the Lego store just to go get the frick out of the house and look around. Right. Not necessarily buy anything. Or I want to go to... Target and just mill. And technically, you can still go to Target. Well, you can still go to Target, but you don't want to mill around there anymore. Yeah, with a bunch of other possibly sick right. people. Right. I do. I <laughs> such a dick. But that's I, the thing I do like pe- people have been too close to me. Yeah. And so I <coughs> a couple times. Did it work? Oh yeah. They freak out and they give you the dirtiest. That's look. what I was gonna say. Did they actually move or did they just oh, yeah. stare at you like? No. And I <coughs> towards them. Oh yeah. Get away from me. Like it's so frustrating. The, the two times I went to the grocery store in the past week, I went once for my, my mom, who's turning 75 in May. So she's yeah. one of those people that shouldn't be going out. My mom should not be going out either, but she decided, or she was telling me today, they were going to go find a place to, I don't, I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Irritates me. So I, I sent my mom Stay a message. Stay home, mom. I sent my mom a message saying, hey, do you need anything? She's like, no, I'm fine. And yeah. then like a couple days later, I'm like, hey, it's probably going to get worse with this, this stay at home, stay in place thing. Yeah. Do you need anything? So she gave me a shopping list of items and I was able to get most of the items on her list with the exception. She wanted Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Gone. Chick- soup is just, yeah, gone. gone. Yeah. But everything else I was able to get either exactly what she wanted or something close to like she wanted Jif creamy peanut butter. Huh. I got her the overpriced organic creamy peanut butter, but, it, but, it's, but it's creamy right. peanut butter. Right. So I was able to do that pretty well, but the grocery stores, even though the shelves were empty, they weren't doing any of the the restricted access. Anybody can come and go, but right. the aisles were empty. Like I would walk down most aisles just by myself, and maybe once in a while I would pass somebody. And I don't know why, my gut instinct is to hold my breath as I walk past them, <laughs> just in case yeah. you know they sneeze or something. Like I don't know. Why well, I, I can't remember if I told you this or if we even talked about this, but so last Friday. A week ago, yesterday, I yeah. went to the grocery store. And it was right. It was before anything bad, but they had said, "Hey, there's probably going to be yeah. social distancing, whatever." Right. So I went on that Friday. Grocery store, the one by my house now, is only letting certain people, a certain amount of people, in that whole deal. Right. They hadn't done that yet. So I'm in the grocery store, and it's panda frickin' monium for no reason. I like know. everybody, that's calm the, that's down. The right. Part. Like there are people with their cart, and they're literally arming. And just fall, making all the waters fall into their cart. Yeah. Running their arm along yeah, the you shelf. Yeah, you mentioned with, that when we were talking with... Okay, so maybe I did tell you about the celery lady. Yes. 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 Okay, well, then I won't tell you again. But listen, bitch, if you're out there, 
rot. Just maybe, rot. Maybe she's just a big fan of ants on a log. She's, she's got, got like hor- no. She had no peanut butter. I said that already, and she had no no uh, the raisins? round raisins. Maybe she does it at her home. Maybe she's a horrible person. Well, most likely that's the case. Because I told you when we talked about when you shared that story last time, there was pictures on the internet of some guy that had twenty five bottles of Thousand Island dressing in his car. Yeah, right. It's like what you gonna do with that? But it's not only like it's it's also oh. the attitude that she had towards everybody around her. Like I'm the smart one. You, you guys are you all idiots. Yeah, you don't need. All of this crap, just you people, come the f on! Yeah. Oh my god, it, it drives it, me insane. It, it is kind of another one of those things where you realize idiocracy was kind of predicting the future to a certain extent, right? And uh, not kind of. It's been pretty spot on, yeah. sadly. Yeah. Um, but I have installed my bidet king bidet seat. Oh yeah, it my, did show up. Which yeah. is my Alpha One version too. It showed up. <laughs> I ordered it on a Saturday and it showed up on a Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry, it's called an Alpha One version two. Oh my! Okay, that's the the brand is Alpha One. It, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. that's that's just the brand name. It's it's a non powered bidet seat that just uh, it tees into the the supply line that goes from the wall into the toilet tank. So did you have, did it come with everything or did you need to purchase some it additional came stuff? came with everything. So basically you just thread tape it, adapter, no thread tape needed, but the adapter came in and it, oh. came, and it comes with a, a, and the reason the selling feature for me was that it had a steel braided hose and it had mm. a metal T fitting, a right. brass T fitting. Some of the other ones will use plastic right. or they'll use like a vinyl you know uh, hose that for, fails from, from my for my bathroom aesthetic in 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 my son's bathroom, yeah, it fits in better. But then also, I I trust. Did you get multiple ones, or it's in his bathroom? It's in his bathroom because he's got the elongated uh, bowl. Oh, and so our it. our master bathroom we haven't remodeled yet, so it's still got a round bowl, which most bidet seats don't work with, right? Because um, there's not enough room. And then the downstairs guest bathroom. The, the way the door opens, it opens inward. If we put an elongated bowl in, I don't think I could get the oh, door get to swing open. past yeah, it. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. So there's only one elongated bowl in the house for now. And so that's the one that we outfitted. And so it's technically it's the upstairs guest bathroom, but it's it's the bathroom my son splatters his toothpaste right. all over the sink right. on. Yeah. So have you been It's been nice learning the European way? Uh he will not touch the European way. He, really? Well, because when we went to Japan for spring break uh-huh. last year, I told him how what the buttons did and how right. to do it. He says he's tried it and he doesn't like it. I don't know if he pushed the right button. He might've gone front door rather than back door. <laughs> that will ruin your experience. Yeah. But he's adamant that he doesn't like it. Um, but it's not electrical. So everybody's like, Oh, I don't want that icy yeah. cold. It's not, it's, it's weird. The sensation is wetter than it is temperature. Like you don't go, Oh my God, that's ice cold. Right. Or that's not heated water. Yeah. You're just like, Oh, that's, that's wet. Like, okay. But it's been awesome. Yeah. Like, so do you find yourself going purposely to that bathroom? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. For sure. Well, because like, you know, with with we haven't been able to replace our toilet paper or right. add to the assortment. We, yeah. I found that one roll uh, early on, like maybe about a week and a half ago at this point, And that was 10 bucks for four rolls, which is kind of on the pricey side. Yeah. But that's just the right aid. Kind of normal-ish. For, yeah, yeah, non-bargain pricing, yeah. Right. right? So if I had gone to Target, that, that same pack would have been like five bucks. But, but, but there's still been nothing at Target, right, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And so we're down to I think about seven rolls, six rolls. And so having the bidet seat just is like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Like it's we're using three sheets, two sheets just to dry off, and you're good to go. So I've got plenty of toilet paper. That's not going to be a problem around here. Yeah, yeah. I are you the 
the type that that buys it at Costco, or do you just go to Target and buy? Like, I buy, but I, I'll get like the big pack because I know it'll last me a year. Yeah, right, and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's smart. Or it might last like six months, a year, whatever it is. Depends on if I have people over. I did notice the other day, though. Here's too much information for you. Uh, the two toilets in my place are different heights. How did you realize that? Well, so I normally use that bathroom. Yeah. The 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 studio bathroom. The guest studio yeah. bathroom. Yep. Uh, my niece and nephew spent the night the other day and I used the other bathroom cause that one was occupied. They're different heights. Huh? That's weird. Yeah. The height thing is more like the, the taller one is for older people. Like it's to make it easier but, to get on and off of. But right? why wouldn't you just put two the of the same. same? And it's not a lot. It's a few inches. Yeah. Or an inch. Yeah. I don't know. But you notice it. Yeah. I, yeah. I know when we, cause we put two new toilets in. So the, the elongated one in my son's bowl. In son's room. That was a round one. We went elongated on yeah. that one. And then the downstairs guest bathroom, when I remodeled that one, we did new toilets. And the the two things we looked at was one, the, the seating height. We yeah. liked the higher one. Um, the other one was the ad copy. Um, both of them are, are capable of flushing a bucket of balls. I'm sorry, Golf what? balls. A bucket of golf balls. It's the... Uh, the, the, the design of the... The drain. Right. The, the, uh, the way... The, the internal diameter of the drain yeah. is something like three inches or something like that. It's so, Ever in a situation. I know. Ever. Where that becomes... You have health problems and you see a doctor. <laughs> right. I, I totally agree. But having a kid and knowing that, you know, when they get okay. to be like two years old, they like to flush everything yeah. down the toilet. I didn't want to have to deal with any problems. Yeah. And we've never had a problem. That's good. It's kind of nice knowing that you never need a plunger because... You, you can... also may never know what you flushed. True. Yeah. I mean, if I'm missing a bucket of golf balls, I kind of know where they might have been. That, see, the but problem the funny, is, the I would, I would try it. Yeah. The thing that made me laugh is it's printed on the box. They show a diagram of a bucket of, of, golf, bucket balls of golf balls and says, this toilet can handle a bucket of golf balls. One bucket of golf balls. But what size? Because you can get different sizes. I don't know why. I just sang that. Yeah, I'm thinking about, I'm like, golf balls are all the same size, but you're right. The bucket <laughs> No, the size, bucket itself, not the, the golf ball. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe, but even if a... Are you pooping more volume than a small bucket of balls? Because holy crap. I'm not. Yeah. But I mean, clearly somebody is because they've had to design this to, to go. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. So toilets. I, mean, we, I don't know if we talked about this. this Do you think they're number one at being this, number two? This I mean, is what's, shitty. This uh, is, yeah. The, uh, did you know? You're uh, now listening to poop talk. <laughs> Ungrown up I, poop talk. I think it's Kohler. They have an Alexa enabled toilet but why i don't know do you really want amazon knowing that you've crapped like what three do you times? Do? like i ugh. what 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 is happening Alexa, i guess flush the toilet i don't know and i don't think it does that i think it just if there's a speaker and oh so, so you can, alexa order more toilet paper maybe music maybe read your news there's a shower head that's alexa enabled yeah, I but mean, it and it doesn't turn on and off. I've gone to the the consumer electronics show for shit fifteen plus maybe yeah. twenty years now, and every year you start seeing more and more stuff where it's the Internet of Things. Yes, yeah. and just because they can doesn't mean they should. Oh, I hundred percent agree. With yeah, you. it's like why do I need to talk to my toilet? I can't actually think of a scenario where I want to talk. So, whoever's listening. Do you even want to talk to anybody when you're pooping? Sarah. Sarah specifically. Why would you need to talk to your toilet? Does Please Sarah have know. a talking fan? 
talking toilet? I don't think so, but I'm saying she can probably give us an idea, or yeah. maybe she has an idea. And Sarah is our number one Ungrownos fan. That's correct. She loves what we're our doing. Only fan. And we told her we'd give her a shout out, and we said you might regret this. Yeah. So Sarah, you're our the talking shout out toilet. To you. Yeah. yeah, is asking about talking toilets. Do you talk when you poop, Sarah? Oh. Because I mean, you wouldn't hold a conversation, would you? Like. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Like, I don't know. I have a friend that is not uncomfortable calling people when he's on the toilet. My uncle used to have a phone back when cordless phones were a thing or corded phones were a thing. There was a phone in his bathroom. Well, I know I'm staying at a fancy hotel if there's a phone right. at the toilet. I that's, that's all sorts of uncomfortable. Yeah, that, I, I never understood that either, but I'm always amused by it. Actually, in a hotel, it sort of makes sense. Why? Room service? Emergencies. But you could get up, right? What if there's uh, no TP? Oh. Uh, and you got to call the front desk. You're not opening the door. Or, well, the, but they have a universal have a key. key. Yeah. I think the next time we find a hotel with one of those phones, I'm going to test the poo emergencies. <laughs> In case of poo emergency, yeah. <laughs> bust ass. I don't think, yeah, I don't think oh. I'm going to actually do it. I uh, actually have to go stay in a hotel. I'm a little nervous about it, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. When's your next hotel trip? Tomorrow. Did they send you a. a we're taking coronavirus seriously. I did get an email. We've sanitized everything. Yeah. We still haven't washed your bedspread or right. the glasses well, on, not the, on the counter. Nor have we replaced the remote. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Probably. Are you paying for the hotel or is it? It's a, you know, it's a my own trip. Oh. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, kind of how ghost town it is, I are guess. You, All the ones around here are open. Are you going to use gallon Ziploc bags as gloves and, and, and <laughs> booties over your shoes to touch all the surfaces? No. Bring I, salad tongs? I, to... You know, I'm I'm personally not really that paranoid so about it. Neither am I. Right. Like, at least when it comes to those types of things. I mean, I wash my hands. I wash my forearms. I, but you know, I, I try to... A, even as a frequent business driver, which I haven't had to do since the end of January, but right. as somebody that, that usually travels eight to 10 times a year. I'm not the type of person, like I know some people that will pull the bedspread off the bed with, you know, tongs and leave it on right. the floor. They'll, they'll uh, put the TV remote in a Ziploc baggie so they don't touch the remote. Uh -huh. uh, they'll do like certain precautionary things to sterilize. Like I've never been that type of person. Brandon Hoff takes his towels and uses them to create a path. He won't even walk on the carpet. I don't, know if he, I don't know if he listens to this, but if somebody knows Brandon, besides us, Mr. Hoff. How does he dry off? Does he just roll around on the ground on I the guess towel he gets. I think he gets extra towels. Huh. Like he requests extra towels. I've stayed in some of the seediest motels. Yeah, yeah. doesn't bother me. There's only one in my entire life where I actually put sheets on the bed. Or not sheets, but uh, towels down on the bed to sleep on them. Huh. Only once in my entire life. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, not dead. Right. Well, that's the thing is like, okay, so it's, it's, if you're laying on your back, okay, you've got germs on your back, but you're going to take a shower. You're going to clean guess, up. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe I mean, they don't. I don't know. I mean, the pillowcase, I guess I would make sense. Cause that's going on your face. You don't want like pink eye or something, but a friend's wife takes, they travel with their own pillows and sheets and it doesn't matter. Like if they're, they could be flying around the world. They're taking that stuff with them, but that's more to do with her allergies. Okay. Then does she have like like a feather allergy or like the yeah she's allergic to something that they whether it's the down or it's yeah. certain types of cotton or I, I have no freaking I, I know my wife doesn't care for like certain detergents uh -huh. like uh, 
She's but she a, allergic or she doesn't like it? Uh, she breaks out like her skin. So she's allergic. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's it's not like she her windpipe closes up. It's just that right. like it's tide. Yeah. Tide makes her unhappy. So right. we don't use tide in the house. Right. So some you know some industrial wash solutions or whatever will kind of do that. Right. But it's not to the point where she breaks out in hives. It's just a little red mark or something. But uh. we've been able to deal with it like on our travels. It's never been an issue. But. We've never had to bring our own sheets either. I mean, I do kick the bed. I do take the bedspread and throw it on the floor. Yeah. But other than that, whatever. Yeah. I always wondered what the hell that little strip is. Like, you have the bedspread. It's decorative, man. It's the same thing. There's 482 pillows. Yeah. Yeah. The hotel pillows are always a joke. Why? I wonder if they're cutting back on that stuff. Like, if you go check into your hotel tomorrow, are they going to have fewer of those warm or like... I'll be happy if they're not there. And there's no little stripey thing or whatever that... It looks like a carpet runner. What is it? it? It's a table runner for the bed. But I don't know what it's for. Is it to put your shoes on? Like you're laying in bed with your shoes on? No, I think it's legit just decorative. Right. I've never understood... I don't know. It's it's one of the first things I throw in the corner. Those are the two things. Other than that, I don't care. Yeah. I usually always take the pillows off. That's always the thing. Uh And then sometimes that runner thing. Just because the way I sleep, it'll end up on the floor anyway. So it's like, might as well just take it off. And I don't like tucked sheets. Huh. I don't like when the top sheet is tucked in. I don't, I'm not a. Do you like your feet hanging off the bottom of the bed? Sometimes. Huh. Interesting. Or I'll like kick the sheet up and like let it kind of go under my feet a little bit. I'm going to make myself a burrito. I don't want to be told how to burrito. Interesting. Yeah. Now. I freak out. Like I, I actually legit, like there's a few things. There's not a lot that makes me panic, but if you. Trapped feet. If I can't move my toes. Toes, not even feet. No, so like, you know, sometimes you'll put on like shoes and you can't wiggle your toes. Yeah, that freaks you out? If it's way too constrictive, yeah. Okay. I, I had to learn how to, playing hockey and stuff, I had to learn, because I'll usually wear a, a skate boot that's like a size and a half too small. I had to really learn to like put my mind at ease. Yeah. Um, And sort of ignore it. But yeah, there's just a few things that that gives me like. So do you have freak any, out. do you have any like hotel room routines? Like when you walk into the room and the bed is there, do you sleep on the side of the bed that's closest to the door or closest to the window? Just whatever f- is closest to me falling over onto. I just kind of don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I guess I sleep on the, like if I get a room I sleep with, on the left side of my bed at home. Yeah. And I'll sleep on the whatever side of a bed in a hotel. If I sleep in a room that's got double beds, like sometimes it's like two queens. Oh, I'll, I'll mix it up if I'm there more than one night. Oh yeah. I'll sleep on the bed. That's if, cause usually there's like a table in the middle of the two beds. I'll okay. sleep. If you're looking at that table, I'll sleep on the bed to the right of that and on the left side of that bed. So closest to the door or closest if to the, the window. Is, it does. It usually it'll be closest to the door. Okay. Cause I usually, if in that, given that scenario, there's two beds, I'm going to pick furthest from the door. I'm always closer to the door. I don't know why. I think it's just because it's closer to the bathroom. So in the middle of the night, I can just walk over. I know exactly why it happens. It's not really because I picked it. It's because I will dump my stuff on the, on the bed as okay. soon as I walk in. So it's here goes my bag onto the bed or where my on the backpack or whatever. Gotcha. That stuff's there. I don't want to move it. Default puts me on the other one. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I usually put my, my, my suitcase or whatever on the far bed, the bed that's closest yeah. to the window. Well, yeah. I have a backpack, so I just dump it. Yeah, or like yeah. whatever, right? I'll dump it right yeah. away. But is this um, a uh, adventure trip or is this a work trip? What is? Uh, no, it's a, it is it. I, I was messy. It's a client trip. So oh yeah, nothing super interesting. But the uh, well, I don't know. I didn't know if you're staying like at a Motel Six. Or oh no, 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 no. It's just a Homewood. It'll be fine. 
Uh, so I did. I was checking sweet. into. I want to say it was actually Homewood Suites in Texas once, and they said, "Great news! We've upgraded you to a two-room suite." And I said, "Why?" Yeah. Right. Like it's just me. I don't need that. I said I don't, really don't want that. <laughs> it turns out they upgraded me because it was the last room available, which is fine. But I was there all week, so what I ended up doing was one night I would sleep in one room, and use the opposite bathroom. Yeah. And get them good and kind of you could tell somebody used it. Right. And then flip them. So the next night I would stay in the other bed and use the other bathroom. And I did that all week. And did you fold out the sleeper sofa and use that one night too? I didn't use it, but I did fold it out. I kind of want to know if they were like, what the hell? Like, like, what's this guy doing? I did ask the girl at the front desk or the woman working the front desk, mostly facetiously. I said, so what do I do with the other room? Can I sublet it on Craigslist? And she was not having it. She didn't even think it was funny. Like <laughs> you really think I'm going to sublet your hotel room on Craigslist? Yeah, of course. You would do that like on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, I mean, I would pick yeah. the right venue for yeah, it. But yeah, also, yeah. what? Like she was she was legit mad. She's like, you can't do that, sir. Oh, you don't say. Okay. Yeah, we did something similar like that. We were checking into the the Silverton in Vegas. Oh. It was just a, a cheap place to stay. And we were we were delivering some ambulances out there. And uh, so we As checked. As one does on yeah, Tuesday. I've had some interesting jobs. Yeah, yeah. And so we were, we were checking in and the... The receptionist is going over the rules and da, 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 and she's like, and no animals. I'm like, but what if our goat is an employee? <laughs> and then she was like, you have a goat that's an employee? I'm like, well, yeah, we make movies. And no, what did she say? And she was like, I don't know. She's like, I'm going to guess that's okay. And wow. we were just, like, we're just, we're just kidding. You know, we don't have a goat. We're not adult filmmakers. We're, we're fine. But yeah. I was bored one day at work and we were doing, we decided to make prank calls. So I called a, a, a storage company, uh-huh. like the local storage yeah. place, inquiring about storage. Race. I said, what's the biggest room I can get? How much is it? She said, well, sir, what, what are you going to store in here? And I, a bed, <laughs> told her, a sofa, no, a microwave. I told, her, I told her, you know, household goods, normal stuff, clown car, and an elephant. She's like, excuse me? I said, well, the elephant keeps the monkeys company. Yeah. She's like, what? She's, I'm sorry, sir, you have an elephant? I said, well, no, I don't have an elephant yet. But I'm going to liberate it from the zoo later. I need a place to put it. And this went on for like 15 minutes. Finally, I was like, can I, look, can I, how's your backyard? Let me just put it to your backyard, right? I'll bring the elephant to your backyard. It'll only be a few days. Yeah. Right. This lady was so confused and lost. It was fantastic. I wish I, there's when, you know, you'd get bored and do dumb stuff. And it was probably one of the best prank calls I've ever made. I wish I had recorded it. But that wasn't a thing when you're at work that long ago? Yeah, I don't think I was ever big onto prank calls. This is more out of just sheer boredom. Yeah, but I was a fan of listening to prank calls. Like you would have Adam oh, Sandler yeah. or some of those, you know, comedians. Were you a Jerky Boys fan? Yeah, yeah, Jerky Boys. And so some of those things, you know, it, it was fun listening. But you would have to figure a lot of them have to be fake. Because you, in so, well, I guess it depends on what state you're in. Because you can't do two part, you can't do a single party recording without the other person knowing. Like in California, like if you and I would have a phone call, I couldn't record the call unless you were aware of it, right? So they would right. have to do it. Maybe calling other states where it's a single party. Th- the Jerky Boys, I guarantee, n- never was. Ha- I mean, from what I can tell, was probably happening in Jersey or New York. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, right. So yeah, it's probably based on whatever the state law was. But some of those were funny. Oh, yeah. They were my, my favorite Jerky Boy is, uh, well, one of my favorites, <laughs> Saul Rosenberg. Yeah. Where he calls and he's talking about, uh, he's talking, who's he talking to? The uh, 
I have to see oh, the glass. He's talking to the optometrist, right? And he he said, "Oh, I'll bring all my shoes and my glasses so that I have them." And he's just like, the guy's like, "No, sir, you don't need to do that." Okay, I'll see you on Tuesday. And they transfer back to the receptionist, and he's like, "Totally normal." He's like, "What's up, babe?" Oh. oh my god like that that was good the cab driver do you remember that one yeah 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 he calls the dentist all pissed off because he can't chew bubble gum and yeah eat popcorn. I, I have to kind of go back and and find those again and see if i can download them because i don't gotta be on, i used to have YouTube. the cds right yeah and so now finding where they're at and yeah enjoying them i had them on cassette oh man yeah i was ahead of the curve you put it in your, into your Walkman and, and go for a stroll? No, I remember we used to listen to them on a, at a boom box, right? Oh, all, yeah. Your friends would all like sit around and gather and listen to the, the jerky boys. And then we would uh, I had, listen to them in the car. I had a 64 cassette case logic case. Yeah. And it was zippered on both sides. Ooh. So you had 32 cassettes on either side. Mm-hmm. And I was the kind of kid that would I would buy, I would go to Tower Records and buy cassette singles. Mm-hmm. And then I would cut a single, if you will. Yeah, a single, if you would. And I would cut the cardboard cassette sleeve, and then buy blank plastic cassette. Oh, cases. so you'd make your own little. Yes, because I wanted. I didn't want the cardboard to get all rounded in the corners from sliding the cassettes into, and it because it also fit the case logic case right, better. Right, right. I was sort of ACD, OCD with the uh, ACDC. Yeah, <laughs> with the uh, cassette storage, and then I also had the the very luxurious. Uh, wood grained cassette drawers. Uh, I didn't have the drawers. I had the 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 same case, but mine wasn't the zipper. It was the buckle. Remember that one oh, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. buckle, and it looked like wood grain. Oh, it was sick. So I had the cassette drawers, and mm. then my parents had the VHS cassette drawers the, with the button. No, not no. This remember is a those? manual. Yeah, no, this yeah. is a manual drawer that. Oh, I remember. Yeah, and they're slid. up and down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and you would stack them vertically. And the best thing is, is like. The VHS cassettes had the white label on, on the spine that you could label it on. And nobody ever wrote down what the hell they were actually recording. So you had to figure out what's... And it was like TV shows. And you're like, fuck, yeah. what's on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And watching, fast forwarding. And the best part was realizing that like childhood memories were recorded over to record like RoboCop. Yeah. And you're like, all right, well, I guess that birthday party wasn't that big of a deal, but RoboCop. Dude, the season finale of Dallas. Needs yeah. to be. That's more important than your wedding. Who gives a shit about your wedding? <laughs> Dallas man. Who shot Jr. Yeah, we gotta know. I yeah. don't even know. <laughs> I have no idea. Actually, I, don't, I never saw it. <laughs> but I remember going through the cassettes and seeing what my parents recorded, and it was like, "You recorded Fantasy Island." All right, I guess you're a fan. I remember there was Fantasy Island. There, there were episodes of Dallas. Show. There was RoboCop. There was, and this was back before bootlegging was really trying to be blocked so my my dad would have like two vcrs so he could rent something at the video store and then record it. why not just watch it well yeah but you could then have the tape to watch later it's like when dvds came out i had a buddy that would pirate all the dvds he'd rent them like when netflix first started right so he'd rent a bunch of stuff off netflix yeah i would use handbrake and rip it into handbrake oh my god but then it was so i could watch it on my iPod, not even my iPhone, yeah. but the iPod later. My buddy would do it just because he, oh, I got to have it. Like, I collect them. Like, but, but you've never watched 90% of them. Yeah. Who cares? It, it is kind of strange when you walk into somebody's house these days and you see that they have like a, a DVD oh, yeah. or Blu ray collection here. Like, right. that just seems so odd. Unnecessary. Like, we had. I, I finally gave up buying CDs, discs. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember the last CD I bought. I don't. But it I was, don't, yeah. It was Daft Punk. Oh. The, and it was this was like 2000. Like get Lucky? Yeah, Get yeah. Lucky. And the only reason I did it was because Best Buy had it on sale 
and it was like nine bucks. Uh. Whereas if I was to buy it on iTunes at the time, it would have been like 15. Right. And that was the last CD. And even then it felt really odd buying a CD at that time. And this is crap. 10 years ago now. I finally don't have a single device. No, that's not true. The computer that runs the plotter has a CD drive on it. That's it. But that computer is worthless because it only runs the plotter and it's not hooked up to anything other than the plotter. You don't have like a dial-up modem to dial into mm-hmm. AOL? Mm-mm. I wish I did. <laughs> Just that, it, it actually, that computer is so caca, it won't even connect to the internet. Does it have a turbo button? No. Oh. Well, that's disappointing. We should just add one, label yeah. a turbo. Plot a turbo. I'll just cut a turbo Sticker button. Turbo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I actually fired that thing up the other day and made some stuff for a friend of mine. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was just super exciting. Was it just a random request? Hey, can you make me some stickers? So he, uh, he's he got a plotter, but he didn't have orange vinyl, and he wanted some stuff to see. He's, he's got that e-tron in blue, and he, uh, wanted, he wanted to do his company logo on the side. In contrast. Like the, yeah, yeah. the quarter window. Nice. Um, and it's not the orange vinyl hat. Sorry, Tom, but it's caca. It's, is not, it, it's not great quality. Is but it too the, fluorescent? Or no, the color of, color wise is fine, but oh, I think just the, the just the quality of the vinyl is not great. Um, it's only two M vinyl, not three M. Yeah, basically, it's yeah. like quarter M. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he just wanted to see how that would look. It doesn't quite match that kind of yellowy orange that's around the Etron badge. Yeah, it's kind of like a weird highlighter. Yeah, it's a orange. super odd color. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's far enough away because it'll be on the rear three quarter. Yeah, that it might look all right. So if he uses them, he uses them. If not, whatever. Yeah, I, I saw photos of you, or was it an Instagram story? Of you? Probably Instagram, yeah. Were you driving it or just riding it? Did oh, you I drove him? it. What'd you think? It's awesome. Yeah? It's ridiculous. Um, I mean, it's an Audi. It's So right. having driven a bunch of Teslas, Teslas are, they're, I would never call a Tesla a luxury car. No. Tesla is a premium car. It, yeah. Right? Um, but the Audi, I mean, it's an Audi. It's right. a It's a literal, I, dude, I, it has seat massagers it has cooled seats it has everything you want out of an audi the screens are amazing i really really like the virtual cockpit yeah it's absolute insanity what now, they've done with that how much of the car did you like because of the form factor because it is a, a crossover suv kind of thingy mm. like if it was a sedan would you have been just as cool with it yeah because okay. it actually doesn't feel they say it's a q8 basically it's it's but it's similar, it, but it, yeah, it does not. It feels like a station wagon, right? It's way lower to the ground. It doesn't feel very big at all. Um, dri- I mean, it's an Audi, so it drives amazingly well, handles well. Did he buy it or lease it? Uh, he leased it. Okay. Yeah. What kind of but, lease deals are those things? Have? I, uh, none probably, but he, it's a company car. Yeah. yeah so, so it's a write-off anyways. Oh yeah. And he, he'll probably end up doing something for it. That'll make him a little bit of money out of it. So it makes sense for the shop. But you jump it. No, he won't jump it. Um, I mean, maybe, I don't know, Tom, you going to jump it? Who knows? Probably not. He won't even freaking drive it. We can put it up on jack stands. I don't think take he's pictures it. of it and then Photoshop the jack stands out. So it looks like he's got air. Yeah. It's been raining. So he probably hasn't even been driving it. Well, see one of those people that doesn't drive in the rain or doesn't, he doesn't have to, he's got other cars. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's, it's super nice. I really liked it. And I think that it's, you know, so what, what I was reading too, is that they're about 200 mile range, but people are getting 280. Yeah. So, what's, what's Sarah getting at, out of her range? We'll just start asking Sarah yeah. random questions about everything. Sarah doesn't have an electric car that I know of. I think she probably, and she can tell us if I'm wrong, but I'm she might still have a Mazda 3. Huh? Yeah. Well, so she's got some fun to drive then. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, she got a Mazda 3 years ago and loved yeah. it. I don't know if she's replaced it. I have no idea. She'll have to tell us somehow. 
The, uh, yeah, that would be good to know. The, um, but yeah, the Audi's cool. I mean, it's it's a premium car. It's yeah. an Audi. So it's was, really nice. Now, was he more about the blue? Or was he just like, all right, just whatever the lease deal's on? Yeah, like- I can't remember if we talked about this on the, the last episode or maybe the one with Nick or whatever it was. But uh, so he has a friend that brought, he got one in blue. Because I like the blue. It's like amazing. That, that, I, that it's would amazing. Be the, that would be the color I would pick. Right. That I like the blue and they have this sort of like beigey color. Oh, is it? It's a weird taupe beige. Yeah, it's yeah. sick. I, it, it sounds weird when you say I like a beige car out there's, loud. There's a Tacoma shade of beigey gray. That was kind of that sand color they yeah. had. Yeah, it's sort of it's not a, quite like that. This is more almost like a brown. Oh, interesting. It's really cool looking. So anyway, so he his friend had come over, had just got the car, I don't know, a day or two before. Tongue was, oh, I really like it. Sends me a picture. I said, well, just buy one. Yeah. So I'm not buying a car. Like, it's not happening. It's like, all right. So I found like two and just needled him. Needle, 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 needle. So that was like on a Sunday. By Friday, he was picking it up at the the dealer. He texted you, fucker. Well, so he said, oh, it's it's showing up. Thursday, did paperwork, whatever. Friday, I went down there actually to pick up a set of wheels for the forerunner. Yeah, I saw those. Yeah, so was picking those up. He said, I, I went with him to the dealer to pick up the new car. I drove it. He didn't even drive it until we went to lunch. Oh, wow. Which was, I'm fine with that. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So it was, it was awesome. Now, does he have a charger at home or is he putting one in? Uh, I think he has 220 at home, but he's. Yeah. And he's on solar. Like his house is solar to the point where they're making, like they're basically making money. Yeah. Um, I, I know now, like at least in Sake, I want if you get solar, you basically get a, you're required to put in a, a EV charger. Oh, like really? Part of the deal. I, he may end up putting one in. I'm not 100% sure, but I mean, you figure he's had solar for a, for a while now, so they're positive. Right. And he, so he gets, I mean, he's free. He doesn't even charge a stupid thing. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't pay to charge it. Right. Which is pretty rad. Yeah, it's got to be pretty interesting. Yeah. I think Look, for, I think for me that the hardest part would be is like I'd mount the charger on the left side of my garage and, and then like the, the right charging inlet on the car would be right. like on the opposite end. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I my it's funny. My my mom and my stepdad both have Teslas and they have to switch them because there's only one charger in the garage. Right. But they're on a schedule. It doesn't really matter. That's fine. It works for them. But what's funny is the if you pull straight in the garage, the charger is towards the back. Right. And the port on the car is the back of the car yeah, driver's side rear, yeah rear so tail. it's they've got that cable stretched as far as it can go almost as far as it can go whereas the audi the, the little doors in the front so it'd be why don't they just back into the garage well then it's the opposite side of the car right but they're so close it's actually probably the same oh maybe, maybe. yeah distance wise depending it's on where the they same. put it yeah. yeah but the yeah i mean like we've talked about before i think electric is going to be a pretty amazing once a lot of the stuff gets worked out but for me it's still not enough i mean it's not not past commuter enough. Now, for me. what sound does does the Audi make? The, oh, the Audi the, sounds like a UFO. That's what I was gonna say. Does it make the external sound so you don't? Yeah. So run the, over pedestrians. It's that under under twenty five or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's gonna right? make some sort of noise. Yeah, and the Audi literally sounds like a UFO. It's like they're all kind of. There's some sort of regulation that has to be certain. Please fre- don't sue me, Audi, for that horrible frequencies. But I know, like Porsche on the on the Taycan, they actually recorded the engine itself the motor itself at yeah. high rpm and they brought in other sounds from motorsports applications to kind of give it more of a a racier sound yay but it's like a racy ufo right i just want the jetsons well that's almost i, I would say that the audi is closer to the jetsons than it is an engine yeah and my the teslas don't make any noise no but I, it's because the regulation hasn't been 
implemented in the U.S. It's it's in other markets they have to oh, do it. Oh, got it. But it's one of those things. It's just a matter of time before the U.S. Oh. passes it because right now I think it's just an advisory from NHTSA or whatever oh, the, yeah. the government regulation is. Well, the yeah, I mean it's it's funny enough that we had the windows down to listen to it and we're driving slow enough that you could hear it because yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah, it, there, there are videos of it on YouTube. You can find videos of somebody just really slowly going back. The cool and forth. thing will be is when people can figure out how to hack, hack it to change the sounds so or make it like downloadable content where you can pay Audi 10 bucks to download a new drive tone or whatever. <laughs> There's have no, somebody's going to figure out how to do Toto. <laughs> It'll just be playing Africa the entire time. I would make it play the Ice Cream Man music, just to have kids running out to. <laughs> And then, yeah, figure out a way to crank the volume on it. People run outside very confused. How awesome would that be if you, you prank your buddy and you change the, the, the electric engine's motor the sound, sound yeah. and it's playing something else? That it's well, I, have, I actually have a uh, scan tool that can program certain things. Yeah. I should have plugged it in and seen what, what was available. Is it, a, is it the, the Volkswagen tool? No, I have the Carista one. Okay. So they call the, the Volkswagen one. The, I think the, it's called Carista. The badge tool. V-A-G tool because it's the Volkswagen oh, nice. America group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that works on a bunch of European cars and you can get into things. And, and, and I usually use it just for resetting uh, airbag lights and stuff. Because when I was an installer, you take out the driver's seat right. to do some wiring. And freak if out. You, yeah, if you cycle the ignition with the seat out, it would freak out. So No, this is a, it's a little module that plugs into the OBD2 port. And then it's got an app on my phone, so Bluetooth to the phone. Yeah. And it's, so there's certain things that like on the Forerunner that are f- only... Uh, re or you can only do at the dealer, okay. so to speak, right? But th- so this thing goes into some of those things. What'd you unlock? Uh, I turned off the seatbelt chime. Oh, awesome! Allegedly, yeah. Uh, and then there's some settings. So like, I can hold down the remote unlock button, and it rolls the windows down. That's cool. Uh, just some little stuff yeah. that, that's more convenience than anything else. Because a lot of that stuff is just it's available in different markets, just not in the yep. U.S. And so you're basically just changing features that Toyota has already enabled for other regions. Right. That's kind of yeah. Cool. There was then some lighting stuff. I turned the well. You can turn off the daytime running lamps, which for me, it's hilarious. There's there. I was reading on the forum, the one of the forerunner forums. This guy was complaining because he they don't technically have automatic lights. But you can leave them on. Yeah. And that it just doesn't do the screen dimming because there's no sensor. I guess you can, there's some way you can rig a sensor. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But the guy was complaining because something about daytime running lamps and not having stuff on all the time. And why does this shit turn off? Well, it's because people that actually use them, like I don't want daytime running lights to turn on with the key when I'm camping. Right. Right. Like I want darkness. Yeah. So there's a lot of really convenient things that, you know, you just have to do a little tweaking to, but. That's not bad. I mean, yeah. at least it's it's available to tweak with. I mean, it's kind of nice that you can yeah, use yeah. a programming tool. Like Fifteen bucks or something. Like okay, that. that makes it even better. It's yeah. not like a, a snap on thousand dollars. No, 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 no. Two thousand dollar tool. It was relatively cheap and yeah, worked for me. Nicely done. Yeah. So that uh, that's that. And I've you know I've officially by the way ran out of fun easy quarantine projects already. Yeah. Well, well I saw like the day, day the Lego four. set you've got. Well, yeah, so I, I do have that to build, but I put some shelves up. I did... Uh, you know, learn like an instrument, like play the guitar and I've, learn a new song? I actually know how to play the guitar. I just don't Learn do a new it. song? Yeah. No, probably not. Um, I probably really... Probably For when it. you're at the campfire overlanding <laughs> by yourself? I... I no? No. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, I did some, I did, I put little side deflectors on the, the truck yesterday. I mean, I literally, all the easy stuff to do yeah, is you've done. done. And now 
Well, I saw you got the wheels. Are you waiting on tires? No. So I had them. I had them ceramic coated the other day. Okay. I have tires. I got uh, one with the Falcon Wild Peak AT3. And is the ceramic coating just to keep brake dust so you can hose it yeah, off really so easy? Yeah, so they're easier to clean. Uh, Are you doing a colored lug nuts? Black. Like black? Yeah. The chrome just wouldn't look good on them. Right. So just black lug nuts. But I've got everything. I have tire sensors and all the rest of it. I just don't feel like given what's happening around us it's the priority to find a shop that'll do it right now well and the weird thing is is that technically almost all those shops are still considered essential businesses so like auto parts places are essential yeah i mean the i could get it done. Is, yeah yeah you can get it done a, a friend of mine is the uh he works at the toy the toyota of orange over here and he, he already said yeah just let me know when and we can we can do it i just feel weird but they also might be sitting there twiddling their thumbs because no, he said they're in. slammed oh they are yeah they're still pretty busy no that's good for them yeah which is great i mean they've got they got business. I, I, would think the, I would think the service side of things would be slammed, but the right. sales side might just be. A little uh, I don't know. The, I don't know how the sales sides do. Yeah. Um, I did see a thing. Galp and Honda. Which okay. This was surprising. Galp and I think it was Galp and Honda. Anyways, uh, if it's somebody out there, and if I'm wrong and you know, that's fine. Uh, Sarah will tell you. Yeah. Don't tell me. Actually, I don't care. <laughs> uh, so we're going to say it's Galp and they've closed their sales department. So there are dealerships that are closing the sales department, service staying, service and parts are staying open, and they're doing. Uh, a couple of the dealers have gone to maybe it was Harden Honda. I've seen like online stuff. Yeah, we'll so actually do total yeah. online now. Yeah, they'll come to your house. Which yeah, is, they'll bring the car to you. you it should have favorite. taken a pandemic <laughs> to make that a thing. That that is kind of the weirdest thing with this with this whole coronavirus um, craziness is the fact that so many things that could have been done years ago, but oh no, it can't be done. Is all of a sudden happening now. You know, the the work from home, there's a lot of people that, that wish they were able to work from home. Now they're able to work from home and, and maybe hopefully their employers can see that that's a viable option. Or you have a bunch of restaurant or fast food or part-time or minimum, not minimum wage, but hourly employees that never had paid time off. Right. And now they're getting paid time off. So if, if they are stricken with uh, the coronavirus, they can recover 14 days and actually be paid for it and not take that, that hit to their paycheck. So it is interesting to see, in, like we were talking earlier when Brenda was on, the fact that now uh, restaurants can actually deliver alcohol. Yeah, know, which so, is great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just great convenience. And it's one of those things you kind of hope that after all is said and done, that a year from now I'll be able to order alcohol with my meal and have it delivered. Yeah, there is some stuff I don't want to go away. There's yeah. some stuff that hopefully will... Come back, like toilet paper? <laughs> like toilet paper and, you know... I don't know, a lot of industry, you know, service industry jobs. I hope that yeah. all those people make I've, it through. I've been, and, and I think that there's a lot of interesting stuff. I shouldn't take a pandemic for a lot of, you know, change to occur, but clearly that's what it's going to take. Yeah. And, you know, like we talked about on the, on the last show, or I'd, I'd mentioned on, I guess it's at this point hasn't aired yet, but if there's people out there that need something or, you know, there's something I can help with or we can help with, please let us know. Um, you know, maybe it's not money, but if we can run out and get something for you or deliver something or, or whatever the case, we'll give be. you a shout out on air. Hi, yeah. Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Uh, let us know. I mean, that would be, she owes us like at least $4 like dollar, <laughs> dollar per mention. I don't, I don't think we charge for those. No, no. Oh. I don't think we're in a position to charge for them. It explains why this is not a money making operation for you. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we've also, you know, al- we have not alienated anybody this episode. No, no, just. Just as far corporations as like co- in previous episodes. Yeah, yeah no yeah. companies. I feel like we're, we're no, losing we've our given, touch. We've given a shout out to Bidet King for mm-hmm. keeping my butt clean. Bidet King. Yeah. Uh, freestyle King. watches. Freestyle watches. Yeah. Yep, yep. I don't know. Uh, I think it's freestylewatch.com. 
com and maybe dc vintage watches we gave them yep. a shout out we gave brenda pretty a shout out yeah playboy a shout out even yep. though they're kind of gone huh so that playboy thing is that sad news for you or is it just like eh? i don't care like I subscribed my my wife. I used to. Yeah, my wife got me a subscription for I think I had it for maybe like two years. Yeah. And growing up as like a little kid, when you found a Playboy, like oh boobs. Yeah. Ooh. But as an adult, like the articles were great. The the comics were great. Yep. Like I actually enjoyed reading it, and I would skip the pictures. Yeah, I I I really like the same thing, and it sounds unbelievable, but I really did enjoy the articles. I was a subscriber for many years and then I just kind of eh, and it fell off it became I don't know I, I guess it just sort of didn't care at a certain point and uh, the, I have one issue left and it is my I guess birth issue so to speak it's the month and year I was born okay or year and month I was born that's yeah, it yeah. it's the only one I have left yeah, and I it was it's it was relatively thick yeah right it's a I haven't really flipped through it too much it's a thing that somebody gave me as a as a gift and uh it's in some storage i'll have to look it up and see Fuck what my, my birth year month issue looks like who's on the cover yeah. if it's anybody i know or I, mean, I couldn't tell you yeah even who it is that's on the cover the one i have yeah but I, the articles yeah. have always always been good well-written in-depth right. pieces and it was just well they had real journalists yeah yeah and that's and that's kind of the the i guess the saddest part of it going away because journalism these days it's either being accused of being fake news or it's just stupid BuzzFeed listicles, yeah. you know, where it's not really... I mean, granted, BuzzFeed does have BuzzFeed news, and they, they do some some long-form journalism. But the stuff that people are interacting with on the internet are just... It's celebrity gossip, uh. and it's just these little clickbaity titles and crap. And you just like... These, these long-form articles, I kind of miss reading. Like, I know the New York Times has done a bunch of great ones. LA Times did a, a series of great ones that I, I like to... To, to really follow through and they're right. they release like a new uh, a new update weekly and so you're following along for six weeks or eight weeks to see how the, the story ends and it's it's kind of sad that that's becoming harder and harder to find because it's not as easily monetized well yeah because if it doesn't say and this one thing was shocking yeah or you'll blow be your mind or, yeah, yeah like, like then it's worthless yeah like nobody's gonna click on it now it's all yeah, the listicles are the people like, you know, you get all the, oh, look at all these Tumblr posts or look at, like, it's it's ridiculous. I will mention that my... my I mean, I'm not saying I don't look at a lot of that stuff. My, my favorite um, Facebook page uh, in this time, in this era, is called Stop Clickbait. And basically, they post a link to one of these clickbaity articles, uh -huh. and they just tell you exactly what it was. So it's like... Uh, oh, they sum it up. They sum it up. Yeah. yeah. So... Like this article I'm looking at is experts best single piece of advice on coronavirus goes viral on Twitter. And the advice to protect yourself and others, imagine you have it and change your behavior so you're not transmitting it. Stop clickbait. Cool. And so I like those because but that but that but if you actually click that ar that article so to speak and I'm air quoting article, it's buried in there. An hour and a half of reading to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. And they're all poorly written. Oh yeah. yeah. This one is Justin Timberlake taste Tests Girl Scout cookies and reveals his favorite. They tell you Samoas because he loves coconut. Done. And on that range and in, rage inducing tidbit. Are you mad that Justin Timberlake loves Samoas? No, and not I just, well, okay, that's first off <laughs> psychopath. If you don't like Thin Mints, like yeah. if Thin Mints aren't your favorite, 
there's something wrong with you. Thin mints fresh out of the freezer, bomb. Yeah, it blew my mind when my grandparents taught me that. I, I, I never knew that that was a thing. Well, of course, being like five, six years old, yeah. but that was always my favorite part about going over to grandma and grandpa's house because they thin had mints. thin mints in the freezer. Yeah. And that was my go-to. The other cookie that is far superior out of the freezer, Nutter Butters. I haven't tried that one. Frozen Nutter Butters, and you and I don't really like milk, but you've got to dunk them in milk, and you get them a little almost soggy so that they're, yeah, they're Chewable? still cold. And Oh, my God, they're amazing. It's sad that Girl Scout season's gone. Is it? I think that's why coronavirus is around. You know, you had Girl Scouts out there doing it. Coronavirus <laughs> wasn't a thing. Girl Scout cookie season ends, and boom, here we are. Oh, I thought you were going to accuse them of starting it. No, no, I'm thinking that's... You know, our immune systems, you know, the, the cookies were keeping us, keeping uh, us clean. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's it. I got to be honest. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I end up with this uh, social distancing weight loss challenge. Like, yeah. I think I might actually lose I've weight because of this. Then. Although I don't know how, but somehow no, you, I will. You, you, no, you'll end up eating more because you're stuck sitting here at home or whatever. Um doing nada yeah but you, you you know you're not going out shopping as much you're not just throwing everything into the cart because not everything is available right you know you, but you're at home with nothing to do so you're like oh snacky yeah i'm, snacky. Wor- I'm working at home and surprisingly yeah. it's, i'm working just as many hours it kind of sucks in that regard yeah i mean I, i've been pretty good about it and yeah tried not to but i will say that since working from home and you end up stuck and you get i'll end up like I sit down and I get engaged in a project and then it's six o'clock at night. And you're like, oh shit, that's my day. I've gained weight just because of, I haven't been doing anything. Oh. Yeah, so get, watch out for that. Yeah. I have been getting out and walking and I try to do more physical stuff, but you just get in, in these moods or these like zones and you're like, work, 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 work. Yeah. And then. Now it's time to go play, 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 play. Yeah. Well. So on that note, let's get Jog, 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 jog. Let's go play. Let's go because uh, I got a dinner to make or something i have no idea i would tell you i have to be, I, I would say i've got to be somewhere but yeah it's yeah. bullshit there's nowhere to be no all right hey everybody enjoy social distancing and lucky episode 13 lucky episode 13 one of our longer episodes yeah but we did this for you the people the listeners to keep you excited and give you something to do while you're stuck inside so i uh, hope you enjoyed if you didn't too bad blame sarah yeah no no don't blame sarah she's lovely <laughs> She asked for it. No, she didn't ask to be blamed. It's not her. Oh, no, no, no. It's not her fault. That's true, true. Yeah, but Justin Timberlake likes Samoas. Yeah, yeah. That's just rageful, and we are out. Bye, Matt. Bye. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups Podcast, and for this, we apologize.